0: Two fans watching wrestling, watching wrestling, watching wrestling, watching wrestling. Two fans watching wrestling, watching wrestling, watching wrestling, watching wrestling. wrestling. Guess who's back? Back again. Two fans back. Tell your friends. Guess who's back? Two fans back. Guess who's back? fans back guess who's back two fans back guess who's back watching wrestling from 96 all the way up to 2001 two fans review wrestling podcast we're back we're back baby just like michael jordan and cm punk we sent out that fax that said i'm back
1: that's right (laughs) and uh, is this our uh, last dance first dance of many
0: this is our first dance, if we first can if we can keep the momentum going. First dance of the new year. The new year. The new year dance. 1996 is upon us. and yeah. Welcome in to, of course, the Two Fans Wrestling Review Show. Two Fans Review Wrestling. Facebook, follow us there. Email us as well, Review at gmail.com. If you send in questions, we'll gladly answer them. Like I do, yep. just send them in. Again, that's 2fansreview at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at 2 w one as well. And don't forget Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and we're working on some more podcast platforms. So if you know of some, some more you know, different places you can go to get podcasts, look for uh, 2 Fans Review there. Subscribe, rate, and review. And hopefully we'll be back to dropping new episodes every Tuesday at noon. Life got in the way, but we're kicking out.
1: Yes, uh, life life does get in the way, and also we saw that Peacock finally uh, came around and put more and more ECW stuff yep. up there so we can get back to our regularly scheduled programming. It was nice to take a little detour of the stuff that we uh, reviewed, like One Night Stand mm-hmm. and All In and whatnot, so it's nice to get back to what this podcast was designed for. And we're in 96 coming up, and that's when the business finally starts to turn around and maybe it's uh, finally starting to turn good and uh, the monday night wars officially can begin even though they already are begun but they they can ramp up they
0: officially begin today today's show and we'll talk about it is the official launch i think of the Monday Night Wars.
1: I could definitely see that. Yeah. I definitely see that. With
0: something that WWF does on their on their show. Oh, we'll, yeah. We'll, yes. we'll talk about yes. that. But that, to me, is the official. Because WCW's been launching stuff. But WWF has never kind of countered. Right, and yeah, this yeah. week for the first time they counter yeah and I so to me this is the start of the war this yeah. is like all right we're taking the gloves off here we go we're gonna go do this so uh, right,
1: that's totally right you know you hear uh, bischoff spout out spoilers and whatnot and mm-hmm. mongo bad them but you never see it the other way
0: yep and until today don't forget medusa you know dropping right, a yeah. belt yep, and yep. and stuff like that so uh that that has all happened from the wcw side and we haven't really heard anything from wwf until today and we will mm-hmm. get into that and travis you mentioned how good things are coming let me tell you within the next month worth of shows i'm going to spoil some things but but these deserve to be spoiled these need to be spoiled okay we're going to get the debuts on the podcast of chris jericho Mm -hmm. rob van Dam, Mm, rvd i believe devon dudley is coming soon Okay. Vader. We saw. We, we saw, saw a video a vignette for him. Vignette, yeah. Yes. There's going to be a vignette for someone else who wears a mask coming to the WWF as well, starting soon. There is a certain Master of the Ring that may be debuting in the next week. Like, there's some good stuff happening. Mm, good stuff on the horizon. And we're getting ready yeah. to build to WrestleMania. We're that's getting right. ready for for Uncensored and the Triple Cage. Like, mm-hmm. that's coming up soon. And of it, course, the Rumble. And the Royal Rumble right around the corner. Our first Rumble review. Clash of the Champions, too.
1: Yeah. Right around the corner. Our first
0: clash. They. They promote
1: that too, yep. so yep. yeah, that's going to be coming so up soon.
0: So it's a fun time, and then of course getting into the summer of 96, don't need to tell everyone what happens in the summer of 96, there have been more than enough podcasts coming out this year telling you all about it, but we're going to give our perspective of the summer of 96 and what's happening in the wrestling world, and Travis, I am just, I got to be honest, I am glad to be back in this format. Too, it it too, it, man. Yeah. It's great to be back doing what this show was originally meant to do, so shall we get into it with yeah, the news? Let's do it. All right, here is your news. News for the week. let's start with the ratings. WCW Saturday Night got a 2.5. WCW Nitro got a 2.5 as well. And Raw for last week got a 2.6. So, Raw actually beating... Um, Nitro last week. I didn't think Raw was that great of a show. Neither did you. Um, as we both said, that Nitro was the better show. But uh, apparently, the ratings are right there. Let's look at our friend Dave Meltzer and what he's got to say. In an effort to combat falling buy rates, the WWF is trying to bring in several surprise names for the upcoming Royal Rumble. Travis, you want to hear who some of these surprise some names? Some surprises.
1: I can't wait.
0: They've contacted Dan Severn. Oh, okay. Jake Roberts. The Mm -hmm. Ultimate Warrior, Rick Martel, and Vader, among others. Jake Roberts has been out of the national spotlight for three years and retired last year to go into religion and has vowed he would never return. If he does, he probably has the most name value for WWF fans of anyone on the list other than The Warrior, Vader, of course, a proven pay-per-view draw on the WWF needs heels, so he'd be a good fit, but Vader is used to making big money and is likely has lots of options in Japan. He's also 40 years old, and as for Dan Severn, he is supposedly iffy as standard UFC contract states that the fighters can't work pay-per-views for other companies, but it's possible that Severn's contract is different. It's believed that the Ultimate Warrior is the most likely to return, not just for the Rumble, but on a full-time basis several sources in WWF have told Dave that's what's happening, while others seem unsure whether it's a good idea or not is another story. Warrior turned down a $500,000 per year deal with WCW, so you'll have to assume that he'll be coming back to WF for anything less than that a lot of money for a guy who probably won't move the needle that much furthermore warrior is notoriously a pain in the ass to deal with and furthermore the business has drastically changed since warrior was in wwf so if he breaks the uh, kind of the, the wellness policy or the steroid policy um you have to wonder if guys like sean and brett won't be too thrilled about earning less than warrior uh Also, uh, let's see here. Big story to watch in 1996 from Dave is the Monday Night Wars. He says WCW has momentum right now, but Turner Broadcasting seems committed to sticking with it. So we'll have to see how that goes. Also, he says ECW is pretty much going to have to get on pay-per-view soon in order to keep thriving. Um, So there's that. Dave goes into kind of what each um, company looks at for next year and what he thinks of each company. We're not going to go through that right now, but um, there are some interesting things. Um, Moving on to other news, Missy Hyatt's lawsuit against Turner Broadcasting, WCB, and Eric Bischoff was settled out of court this week in terms of the settlement, and the things said in the depositions will remain confidential. Hyatt says she's happy it's over with, and even though her deposition must remain confidential, she still plans to write a tell-all book about her experiences in wrestling. So, there you go. Um, on TV, Gene Okerlund teased a story for the WCW Hotline about a former world champion announcing his retirement and to call for details, as if it was a late-breaking story. When calling the hotline, Okerlund revealed that it was Ricky Steamboat whose last match was a year and a half ago. Okerlund said WCW is holding a retirement ceremony for Ricky Steamboat at the upcoming Nitro in Atlanta. However. There are no plans whatsoever by WCW for a Steamboat retirement ceremony, and Steamboat hasn't been contacted by WCW at all. In fact, Steamboat is actually in a lawsuit with WCW over breach of contract for the way he was fired after his injury. When asked about this, Oakland's explanation is that he was just reporting a, quote, rumor of a retirement ceremony for Steamboat. That's, uh, (laughs) yeah.
1: Oh, Gene.
0: Scheme Gene.
1: (laughs) That's right. (laughs)
0: WCW is still negotiating with Def Jam Records over the name Public Enemy. The record label owns the name for the rap group. Paul Heyman previously had a deal with them to allow him to use the name for the tag team, and now WCW is trying to get the same deal in place. But until then, their debut has been delayed. Rey Mysterio Jr. is working on two bad ankles, and apparently the pain was so bad that he couldn't even drive himself home after a recent show because pushing the gas and brake pedals was causing too much pain. That being said, though, his matches are still pretty good, and he hasn't missed any bookings at all. A fan in the balcony at a AAA show threw something at Psychosis. And so, what did Psychosis do? Well, he ran into the crowd, up to the balcony, and beat the fan senseless. It was apparently so bad that the police were called, but when they arrived, Psychosis was backstage and had already taken his mask and gear off, and everyone told the police that he'd already left, when in reality, he was right there in the locker room the whole time. But since even the police didn't know who he was without the mask, they didn't know any better, and they left. Dave suggests that he needs to change his name to uh, Fugitivo.
2: Mm, So some guys
1: went went a little psycho Uh, there, and that's the beauty of wearing a mask. Uh (laughs) Like, where did that guy go? They don't know what he actually looked like.
0: Uh, USWA, we've been talking about them recently. Well, they have decided to move their weekly Memphis shows, the Mid-South Coliseum, to Wednesdays, ending a decades-long tradition of running their Monday nights. This is due to declining attendance because fans are choosing to stay home and watch Nitro and Raw on Mondays now. The Bruise brothers might be going to ECW for a short-term deal, but one of the brothers, Ron Harris, is reportedly looking into becoming a full-time policeman since he has a family and that job has actual benefits, and wrestling obviously doesn't. He'll take his policeman's exam in January. Shane Douglas almost definitely returned to ECW, but they may delay his interim return for several months in order to give ECW fans enough time to forget his embarrassing failed stint in the WWF, so he might just be doing TV promos and until then. On Nitro, Steve McMichael joked that Medusa should have thrown the WWF women's title in the garbage because it's more fitting to throw it into cat litter. But Dave says that McMichael's announcing is even up to the level of what goes in kitty litter. WCW is interested in bringing in the Rock and Roll Express. How about that? Hmm. JBL, or John Hawk, worked a tryout match at the latest WF tapings with Uncle Zeb as his manager. Got good heat for a guy who the crowd was totally unfamiliar with little backstage story on uh, Ahmed Johnson taking on Buddy Lindell at In Your House. Uh, he was originally scheduled to face Dean Douglas. Dean was injured. So Vince McMahon and Jim Ross tried in vain to convince Douglas to work the match, but he refused due to his back injury. Without a backup plan in place, the company asked Buddy Lindell to go out there and work the match and get squashed in order to help get Ahmed over. Lindell was going to be rewarded by giving a spot on the WF roster, so he did the match, lost to Ahmed in under a minute. Lindell then worked the tapings the next night, and then at the next tapings he slipped on some ice outside the Arena, messed his ankle up and he now needs surgery so his wf future is in question
1: <laughs> he slept on ice buddy you messed up your shot <laughs> yeah dude.
0: your big S- shot
1: slipping on the ice
0: there's talk of doing an angle with Sonny. yes sunny uh where her 91 year old husband passes away and leaves her a lot of money which she then uses to buy the services of a major heel travis would you be a fan of this
1: hmm interesting that's totally. a totally a 90s story oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. I'd be okay with that.
0: On, on the In Your House pre-show, they named one of the pigs in the hog pen, Terry, as a shot at Hulk Hogan. So take that for what you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vince did another AOL chat online with fans last week. Uh, some of the highlights are he said that the UFC is a completely different form of entertainment than the WWF. However, if the fans want to see a violent style of wrestling, they know where to get it. ECW. So that's interesting. Just name dropping yeah. ECW like that? Vince later said that ECW isn't his cup of tea and he hasn't spoken with Paul Heyman in years. Heyman and WWF have a working relationship, but it all goes through Bruce Pritchard, so Dave says that's probably true. As for Public Enemy choosing WCW over WWF, Vince said Ted Turner is throwing large sums of money at wrestlers just to keep WWF from having them. He said WCW wouldn't know how to market Public Enemy. He said WCW choosing to run a show on Monday nights shows a no regard for wrestling fans and is motivated by greed. He called Hulk Hogan a selfish and shallow human being who believes he can con wrestling fans into thinking he's as great as he was years ago. He criticized WCW for portraying the Giant as Andre's son. He also wondered when was last time WCW gave the wrestlers a legitimate steroid test. Uh, Dave says that Vince makes some decent points, but he also criticizes him for being a hypocrite, especially in regards to steroids and greed comments for not showing any regard for wrestling fans. So, there you go. Um, and that is just about it. We do have a couple of people who wrote into Dave and talked about... Um, Joey Styles wrote in, uh, I guess he talked about the latest UFC and WF pay-per-views. He said that he liked the UFC, and he said, I give the ultimate ultimate a big thumbs up, and I give in your house the middle finger. Hmm. He says, how dare they refer to ECW as barbaric only to emulate us when their buy rates slide.
1: That's true. That's a valid
0: point. Very valid. valid. And Sinister Minister wrote in to talk about the demise of SMW as well, including where he praises Cornette's integrity. So... There you go. That is a look at your news for this week. Now, usually at this time we go right into um ECW. But because it happened on a Tuesday, we get to go into the granddaddy of them all, Travis. Oh boy. It's time for the World Cup. It's time for the Triangle match. It's time for Starcade 1995. arcade 1995 the world cup edition this is world cup music
1: yeah i can can get the vibes patriotic spirit patriotic olympic vibes oh yeah i get it
0: Uh, Um, I'm, i'm gonna i'm not gonna lie all right i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest here with the fans out there listening okay we were supposed to do this show like a month ago
1: A month ago, maybe longer than that.
0: It took me a month to get through the Starcade. (laughs) I don't blame you. I did not. All right, uh, we'll get into it. Here we go. It had 95,000 buys, which, by the way, was the lowest buy rate of everything in WCW in 1995. Mm
2: -hmm. That's
0: not great. 8,200 fans, uh, 6,018 of them paid for an $83,855 live gate. I mean, I guess you'll take that if you're WCW. You will, considering yeah. that at match of the beach earlier in the year they had been on a beach and didn't charge anyone anything. That's true, yeah. So
1: <laughs> anything at the gate <sighs> is better than that. Anything free.
0: So we are live in Nashville, uh, Tennessee.
1: You know, I got I got something to say about about Stargate. Do you want me to do it now or when we yes. go through periodically? No, you about can. the um, about the the World Cup and the lack of Hulk Hogan. Okay. I think uh, the uh, the World Cup should definitely have been differently. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do it anyways, do I think it should have been done anyways? No, I don't. I think mm-hmm. it, the whole card could have been reworked. Yep. But if you're going to do the World Cup, I don't think that the people that were involved should have been involved. At least most of them. Okay. I, I would keep in the World Cup, if you're going to do this, I would keep Johnny B. Bad, Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, Alex Wright. All good people to have in there, mm-hmm. they can work matches with these Japanese guys. But then there's uh, some people that are missing that I in the people that I would take out. Okay. You obviously take out Sting, Luger, and Savage. They don't need to be in there. I know if you put those guys in there in the World Cup, it makes it matter and it makes yep. it more legitimate and yep. whatnot, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter anyways. Sting. We'll get into it, but Sting Sting wins, and he gets the cup, and he just throws it right back down. It doesn't mean anything anyways.
0: Yeah. Uh, at, At the end of the night, again, we'll get into this. It seems like they're wanting to make this an annual tradition. So if they wanted to make it an annual thing, I think you had to have the star power of a Sting, of a Luger, of the Savage, so that next year, when you're getting ready for it, you can use those names like, oh, these guys were in it.
1: I guess i guess so if if you are talking about a uh church annual mm-hmm. tradition but then i started thinking with the people if i'm going to replace Sting, okay. savage and luger who i would put in there i think a slam dunk person that i would uh, replace is scott norton i would put him in there scott norton Six three three sixty 360, already has some background in working with J- Japan and maybe some of these guys. I mean, he could have went up against uh, Tenzan, Sasaki. Yeah, weighs him by a lot, but he could have went in there and got him.
0: I think you had to have Sting Sasaki because that's really what started all of this was Sasaki winning the U.S. title from Sting. Yeah. Now, granted, it happened in Japan. We didn't see right. it, but that's what started this whole World Cup thing was Sting lost the U.S. title in Japan since Sonny Ono came over because they actually had a piece of WCW property that they mm-hmm. could claim to. Yeah.
1: Okay, then put him against Tenzon. Okay. That's what I would do. Uh, Dean Malenko, I would put him in here. I
0: can't argue with that.
1: And then uh, I looked some at some other guys, but uh, I would have put him in here. Uh, DDP. Diamond Dallas Page. And the reason I did that, I mean, Malenko, he's a lot shorter than all these other guys, and maybe he doesn't mm-hmm. match up stylistically, but DDP's is 6'5", and he could have matched up with uh, Chono, who uh, was the tallest out of all the three, uh, and that's who Luger faced. <sighs> DDP's already on the show anyways. He's in a dark match. He is. So he's already on the show anyways.
0: But I think they were trying to put over the storyline with him. Because since he's lost Kimberly, we haven't seen him on TV. Yeah. So I think that's the reason. I also think that they were trying, besides the the Savage-Luger-Sting match mm-hmm. and the guys they faced from Japan, I think the whole point of this, now obviously they didn't come out and say this. I think the whole point of this was to spotlight cruiserweights and to get the crowd prepared for cruiserweight matches. Because coming up in the next couple months, we will be crowning a WCW cruiserweight champ. Right. So I think this was a prepper for the audience to get used to these smaller guys with technical, ma- you know, technical matches, high-flying matches, as opposed to the big brawler kind of matches. Okay, so
1: the cruiserweights, Malenko, he fits that, and uh, Brian Pillman fits that a little bit. He's not doing anything. I don't know the think, horseman stuff.
0: I don't and, and I have a problem with someone that you don't have a problem with, and I'll get to it here in a second. I have a problem with Benoit. Kidding. I would not have Benoit in this. And the reason why is because if Sting is the captain, why would he pick Benoit, who's part of the four horsemen who he's been feuding with? Right. Pillman's the same thing. Malenko is a heel, same thing. He Benoit's the only heel besides Luger who's more of a tweener. But, well, and these friends right? Sting anyways. so it, there's a storyline reason why Luger's on the team, because he's Sting's friend. Yeah. But why is Benoit on this team? The same thing would be with Malenko or Pillman or DDP even. They're all heels. Mm-hmm. Why would Sting, as the quote-unquote captain of this team, pick guys that he doesn't like? Yeah, I guess I never thought of it
1: from that storyline perspective mm-hmm. of having Sting uh, pick the guys. And then uh, my uh, other problem with with Starcade is you don't have the the biggest star here. Hulk Hogan's not here anywhere. Now, I don't know where he would uh, I know where I would go, but I don't know where he fits in to all of it. So,
0: yeah, I don't know quite where you would put him um in this.
1: And and obviously I know that he's got a special contract right. where he can uh, only works a, so- a certain amount of dates. Right, right. And I would skip World War Three then.
0: Yeah, but you got to have him there. Do you, though? I mean, to legitimize the Battle Royal, I think... Remember, because it was built around the three giants of the ring, and he was one of the giants.
1: Was he, though? I thought he was, wasn't a part of the giants. I thought it was, like, giant and uh, what's-his-face. It was uh, giant yeti. and yeti and uh, somebody else that they were supposed to bring in, but it fell through. But it
0: fell through, so it ended up being Hogan. Right. Because he's the giant of the wrestling industry.
1: Right, but you can't you can't have Hogan miss Starcade.
0: I think you can, and I think that they were trying to do it with making it the World Cup. I think if it was just a normal show, it's more of a glaring weakness that Hogan isn't there. Mm-hmm. But considering that I don't... Uh, I don't consider this an actual starcade. Mm. It's not. It's it's the World Cup, but this isn't. This isn't a starcade. Right.
1: That's true.
0: So I think because of the gimmicky of the tournament and how a majority of the matches, all but two matches, are about the tournament, mm-hmm. I I think it's okay that he misses it.
1: Yeah, and, and I think that's a problem with WCW as mm-hmm. a whole within the company is that they didn't or. I blame it on Bischoff because he's the one in yeah. charge uh, that he didn't feel the value of Starrcade as, you know, Starrcade's supposed to be the biggest, the granddaddy of them all, mm-hmm. the show that WCW hangs his hat on with Flair and Dusty and Dusty versus Harley Race yep. and yep. whatnot. Vader so, Flair, yeah. you know, from 93, that was magical. Just a couple years prior, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's a problem at WCW as a whole. that They didn't value Starcade at this point like they should have.
0: I I would agree with you, and I think the focus is more on Monday night. Yeah. So you give at up some point. of Hogan's pay-per-view dates to make up for having him on Monday nights. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, think into the future, Travis. We're going to go a couple months without Hogan being anywhere. Mm-hmm. Coming up soon. He's, he's going to go away.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that they value his Nitro appearances over his pay-per-view appearances. Yeah. Probably because the thinking would be, and I don't know if it's the right thinking, but I think the thinking would be that you're going to get X number of fans buying the pay-per-view anyways, regardless of who's on it. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you put a name like Hogan on Nitro, people will tune in because they remember Hulk Hogan. Yeah. I don't know if they'll necessarily buck out the 35 bucks or whatever it was at the time for a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. but that's just me.
1: Yeah, that that's just me and uh 95. I like it not one of the the strongest. No. showcases of Stargate. No, no, it sure. wasn't.
0: It wasn't. Well, we are live here in Nashville and that is a phrase you'll get used to hearing when it comes to Starcade for the next couple of years. Well,
1: and also I want to make sure people are, for you international fans, you're spoiled with the network. But right. If you're following along at home in the in the states oh, please, yes. on, on Peacock, you can find Starcade under WCW Series and Specials and this is a Starcade, a season 13, episode 1.
0: Ah, I can't wait for episode 2 to come out. Of season thirteen.
1: This it's a one episode season.
0: Um, oh okay. you have to
1: wait till season fourteen.
0: <laughs> so we get this, this intro and I thought it was a rather stupid intro, but at least they're putting over the World Cup. It's the first time really I think that they've actually legitimately talked about the matches we're gonna have in this World Cup.
1: Right, and that was the other thing about it. They, they didn't really build it up too good on Nitro, and they mm-hmm. didn't build it up on uh, against the guys that like uh, Eddie and Johnny B. Bad, and uh, besides Sting, uh, Sasaki, uh, you didn't know Chono, Tenzan. Right. They didn't really build them up on Nitro.
0: Well, and not only that, but remember, this is a Tuesday night pay-per-view. Yeah. It's a weird night for a pay-per-view. This is true, yeah. So maybe that's another reason why you didn't have Hogan on. Because you already knew it's a Tuesday night, we're not getting a lot of uh, buys, and he's going to take some of that money. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So Tony, Bobby, and Dusty are on the call. Tony puts over Starcade, as does Dusty. Dusty says we're going to see some Heine kicking and some clubbering tonight.
2: Mm
1: Hmm. Yep, it's a bow tie event.
0: Although Tony and Bobby, Dusty is still wearing jeans. So of course, cowboy hat and jacket. Such a character. (laughs) <laughs> and we go to our first match of the night. It will be Chris Benoit versus Jushin Thunder Liger. I still like Benoit's music. I don't know what it is, but just the... Yeah, it's so simple. So simple, yeah.
1: but oh, so yeah. effective.
0: Yep, like it. Um, Dusty is already calling him Sonny Bono. Luckily, it was only for this match. But I was prepared to hear that all, all night. All night. And I was like, oh, this is yeah, not starting he off. It well. comes out with every guy. Yep. A bunch of pain. Yep. Uh, Lockup. Benoit takes down Liger. Kick and a punch and a headlock by Benoit. Benoit with a shoulder block, leapfrog, couple arm drags, and a drop kick by Liger. Liger then with a baseball slide, a senton off the apron to the floor. Test of strength, and Benoit wins that test of strength. Liger though comes back with a hurricane run and a front kick. Benoit with a tilt a whirl backbreaker for two. Liger with a arm drag out of the power bomb and a belly to belly, a drop kick. Dusty said he did a tipsy toe. I, I have no idea what that is, Dusty, but obviously someone did that. Benoit is out on the floor. Benoit with a kick to the gut, a snap suplex. Benoit with a big back suplex. Now, we're told at this point that it's a best of seven, but that all seven matches are going to happen regardless. That's really dumb. Right, yeah, then it's
1: not really, it's a, not best really a best of, of seven. seven.
0: And then Sonny Ono gets confused later on in his promo because he says we're going to go at 5 nothing and win. Well, there's still two more matches yeah, then. Yes,
1: see, nobody knows. So
0: no one knows what's going on. No one knows on. the rules. That's the problem with having a tournament where it's a best of thing and it's yeah. teams is... You have to tip your hat because you're not going to say, for example, well, Sting is in the final match, and if New Japan <laughs> wins it 4-2, to two, it's like, yeah. all right, I guess you're not seeing Sting tonight. Sorry, kids. Right. Like, <laughs> Sorry.
1: Sorry about it. Uh,
0: Benoit with a big clothesline. Benoit um, puts uh, Liger kind of in the walls of Jericho at this point, and Dusty's saying he's making his liver quiver. Oh, Dusty. <laughs> Uh, Benoit with a few chops, a headbutt. Liger gets Benoit in the corner, but Benoit comes back with a German suplex for two. Liger now with a surfboard, now into a half surfboard and a dragon sleeper. Looked very nice. Um, Liger now with a camel clutch. At this point, Liger is yelling, ask him, and somewhere Chris Jericho is pondering. He's making notes. Yes. Uh, Benoit then with an electric chair drop. Liger counters a back suplex for two. Liger counters a tombstone with a back first pancake. I don't even know what that is, but uh, that's what... Liger did there. Benoit stops Liger on the top rope. Benoit hits the top rope suplex for two. Benoit with a slam. Benoit then goes up top, misses a headbutt. Liger's now firing up. Liger with a front roll kick in the corner. That looked pretty impressive. I'd never seen that before. Uh, Liger then with a Liger bomb for two. Liger with a brainbuster for two. Benoit with a big clothesline. Benoit then with a double German suplex. Benoit hits a big power bomb. Benoit then goes for a diving headbutt. Uh, at that point, Kevin Sullivan comes out. He's yelling at Benoit and that causes Liger to hit a hurricane run and get the win. New Japan goes up one nothing.
1: one for Japan. Uh, if you're going to start it with anything, I thought this was a pretty uh, solid opener with Liger and Benoit.
0: Except for the end. Well, yeah. Except for the end because you already have devaluized this tournament. Mm-hmm. That you're wanting to be important. You've already devalued it because the very first match had a distraction right, finish. Right,
2: yeah. Yeah,
1: I would agree. Uh, then I would I would agree with that.
0: I mean, I wouldn't have a problem of putting the Alex Wright-Kinemoto match first if the Benoit match is going to have a, a distraction finish. Right, yeah. So we go backstage with Gene, who's with Eddie Guerrero. Eddie says that Kevin Sullivan had no reason to be out there. Gene then hypes Eddie's match coming up against Otani. Uh, Eddie says it's an honor to represent WCW. Not one of Eddie's best promos here. He says that he's on the top of his game, and he's going to give it his best, and basically it was just a generic face promo. Nothing really exciting there from Eddie Guerrero. We go to our next match. It will be Alex Wright taking on Koji Kenemoto. Kenemoto is the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. Uh, I said
1: that they, you got these before the matches, these weird picture graphics, and this is pre-dancing mm-hmm. Alex Wright, or at least... He wasn't dancing here.
0: Yeah, he's not doing as much dancing. Yeah. He goes when he first came in, he was super dancing. Then he kind of backed off, yeah. and then later on, he became super dancing again. Yep. So mm-hmm. this is kind of the the in between.
1: Alex Wright comes out. We must find a woman in the audience. Absolutely. Put her on camera.
0: Absolutely. They the all heart love throb. him. They all love him. <laughs>
2: the to be throb. fair,
0: I think he's like twenty here. Like yeah. he's super young. He is. He um, is. Dusty says that Kinemoto is the next generation of New Japan Pro Wrestling um dusty says that everyone is ready to go to war um no dusty that is uh that's coming up though you're uh, you're a couple months ahead war yeah he, he's a couple months ahead of going to war but
1: uh no, we just had war games we just had war games of course, dusty. dusty is always thinking about war games the
0: hall is a war the war games baby war games baby i booked it <laughs> i booked, that's my creation it is The Emotional War. (laughs) Lock up in a push. Lock up another push. Uh, We then at this point are told that Hogan will be back on Monday. So there you go. There's your Hogan reference for the night. Do you think he got paid for that? No, I would hope not. You never know. It's Hogan. Right with a hammer lock, but it gets reversed and a drop toe hold. Dusty says that he and Tony tripped the lights Fandango. What the fuck does that mean? (laughs) I
1: don't know. I don't
0: know. I don't know. Right with an arm lock, but it's countered with a hip toss. Uh, Kinemoto with a headlock, leg sweep. Uh, Kinemoto working over the leg. Right then hits an ensiguri. Right now with some upper cups and an arm lock. Kinemoto counters it into one of his own. Right counters that with the hip lock though. Right with a big arm drag, a few head scissors, a drop kick right, and then hits some shoulder blocks and a diving cross by that sends both men out to the floor. Alex Wright with a baseball slide and a diving crossbody over the top to the floor, lock up back in the ring, and it's a snap by Alex Wright and a headlock, right, with a kick to the back of the head. Kenemoto with an elbow and some chops in the corner. Kenemoto with a few punches and a snap mare, an elbow, um, some kicks and a spin wheel kick. That looked nice. Uh, Kenemoto with some chops to the stomach and a drop kick. Kenemoto puts right over the top rope. Kinemoto with a drop kick out to the floor and then a top rope crossbody. That looked very impressive. Mm -hmm. Um, Kinemoto, though, gets sent into the railing right with a kick and a suplex. But Kinemoto with a tiger suplex for two. Kinemoto with a backbreaker and moonsault, but doesn't go for the cover. Kinemoto with a chop right with a German suplex for two. A leg lariat by right. Kinemoto with a corner, uh, has right in the corner with a back elbow in the corner, right with a slam. Alex Wright then goes for a slingshot splash, hits it, gets a two, Right up top, and they both go for a drop kick. Now, both men are down. Wright is up with a kick and a cross body out of the corner for two. Kenemoto with some back elbows, a spin kick. Um, and then hits a slam and a second rope moonsault press for two. Kenemoto up top, and Wright hits a drop kick as he came down, though. That looked pretty good. Alex Wright then with a drop kick off the top. Wright puts him up top, hits a suplex for two. Kenemoto, though, catches Wright as he's coming down and hits him with a jawbreaker and a double leg roll up for the win, and New Japan's up 2 nothing.
1: Yep, a roll up and that's it and it's over. I thought there were some good flips and dives yep. from uh, Komodo, and I said that the match was uh, better than the dead crowd would suggest.
0: So uh, Yeah, that crowd didn't give them much. No, not really. I, I, and you were mentioning it earlier. I think this would have been a perfect spot for hmm Yeah.
2: Against
0: Kinemoto. Right. Uh, you know, but yep. they wanted faces, right? mm-hmm. which I kind of understand. You want WCW to be perceived as the face. Well, yeah. But you know that this deal doesn't happen if Benoit is not in it. That's why Benoit was in it. Sure. New Japan probably was like, we are not going to do this unless someone is going to be, you know. Right, yeah. Either yeah. that or Pegasus Kid gets to be on our side. One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we cut to the announcers, and it's at this point that I noticed that Dusty has his jeans and his boots, so he's semi-classy, jeans tucked in. Maybe <laughs> some high water down there in Nashville that he had to look out for, so... Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, that, the jacket that he had on makes it uh, a classy occasion for yes. Dusty.
0: Oh, yeah. <sighs> Dusty. Gene with sunny Ono. Gene first, though, needs to pitch the 1-800-Hotline talking uh, about Mark Madden and how there is a cash being offered to a superstar. And I put Razor, <laughs> question mark?
1: Yeah? Question mark? Call the hotline to find out. No,
0: oh, I, I, I'm not spending my dollar ninety nine. Thank you. Uh, ono says it will soon be five zero. Uh, Gene says it will only get to four zero. So neither of them know what we're they getting don't to. know, yeah. Uh, ono says that he's going to buy WCW and then Iowa. Mm-hmm. Well, why the hell are you buying Iowa?
1: I I don't know.
0: What's funny is that we know now in 2021 that Sonny Ono lives in Iowa.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe he lived in Iowa. Maybe I don't know.
0: I put this is not a great segment. This yeah. does not need to be here. Yeah. Nope. Um, back to the announcers, and I hear Dusty. I, I didn't catch the first part of it, but he's yelling at Bobby, saying that the, the Japanese don't own Texas, Bobby. Don't you start with me, brain. <laughs> they don't own Texas.
1: Yeah, I, I thought I thought uh, Dusty and, uh, and Bobby Heenan had some pretty good exchanges. Yeah, they were pretty good uh, all night. here uh, Throughout the night.
0: Our next match is going to be Luger versus Chono. Uh, nice pop for Luger as he come out, and what do they do? Hell, him and Jimmy Hart high five. Of course, of they, course do.
1: they do. Of course they
0: do. Of course they do. They
1: high five a couple times. They do.
0: Uh, Jimmy Hart then sings the national anthem, which was kind of weird. A little bit, yeah. Uh, Luger with some punches, side headlock. Chono uh, is on one knee. Luger with a big shoulder block. Luger press slam. The crowd is going nuts for Luger. They are. Uh, Luger's in control, but Chono comes back with a few forearms and a big kick. Luger rolls to the outside. Chono and Luger then... uh, are seen talking on the floor, uh, calling spots, brother. Uh, huh. They both get back in the ring. Luger with a knee and an elbow. Luger sends Chono into the corner twice. Luger with some kicks and a suplex, but Chono counters into one of his own. Chono with a few knees to the gut. Chono's choking Luger with his shin. The crowd starts a USA chant. It actually makes sense it makes here. Sense so with good Luger. job. Uh, Chono with a snap mare and eye rake. Luger with a knee and a few forearms. Chono reverses, puts him in a sleeper and a reverse DDT. Chono then with the dreaded STF. John Cena take notes. That's how it's supposed well, to be locked in.
1: That was how he was introduced to Chono as the master yep. of the STF. Yep. And I also said that Luger's too much here with the with the sounds that he's making.
0: Wow,
2: wow, <laughs> he's too wow! Much. Yeah, he's going over the Every top match, of this. every match. <laughs> oh, it was bad this one.
0: Uh, Luger is able to get to the ropes. Um, Chono with a kick, few punches, but Luger fights back. Um, but an atomic drop from Chono stops him. Chono then hits another mafia kick. Luger though with a back elbow to a diving Chono. Luger then with a rack out of nowhere. Chono gives up and uh, it's two to one now. Crowd goes nuts for Luger, and we get a replay of the finish. Oh yeah, they do.
1: They always get excited for that torture rack, and Tony always gets
0: excited. The fans are standing. Why did they? Why were they so? Driven to have Luger be heel, like obviously he's got Jimmy Hart, who's one of the dastardliest people in the company, mm-hmm. and he's still getting cheered. Right? Like, I don't know yep, why. Tried. I don't know why. I don't know either. <sighs> Doesn't make Maybe sense. Maybe they to were
1: me. worried they already had the the faces. Maybe with, uh, with Hogan and
0: Sting and uh, Sting Savage,
1: right? And Savage, yeah.
0: I mean, I think, and I guess it's because like Hogan and Savage are so intertwined. But I thought bringing in Luger and having him be Hogan's new friend and a jealous savage turning heel
1: would have been a have good worked. idea. Right.
0: But it worked. Luger being jealous, it's like, what do you have to be jealous of, Luger? Like, Yeah, but no matter what,
1: the, the fans have been, have been here for Luger for sure. Oh,
0: yeah, they have. No matter if he's a heel or not. So we go backstage with Gene, who's with Sting. Sting talks about how it is two to one. And Sting asks if Johnny B. Bad is next. Sting says he will even it up. Sting talks about losing to Sasaki, and Sting says Sonny, Oh no! See what you did there, Sting. (laughs) Not that impressed. Uh, Gene then talks about the triangle match, and Sting says you're going to ask me what's going on with Luger, aren't you? Sting then talks about Savage. I didn't think this was that great of a Sting promo.
1: Right? Yeah, I didn't think it was
0: anything, anything really. No, you couldn't. And nothing to write home about. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of kind of there but he didn't really say anything yeah it was yeah I i wasn't that big of a fan of its thing sorry i usually like your promos not that one uh we then go to our next match is it's gonna be johnny versus bad versus mr saito johnny bad's out with kimberly who does a cartwheel in the ring
1: yeah i said kimberly out with in doing a little tumbling yep yep practicing practicing for uh for uh some entertainment
0: some entertainment some what some girls yes yes uh kimberly and bad then let off the bad blasters together and double bad blasters double bad blasters and uh i like the kind of subtleties of tony saying like oh she's kind of come out of her shell since she's been with johnny b bad it's good character development miss mm-hmm. uh, saido out with the nice tiger pants um
1: yeah I said uh masa saido is that conrad <laughs> it looks like conrad <laughs> a little bit
0: Like you, Conrad. Follow, (laughs) listen to our podcast. I know we got (laughs) listeners in Alabama. Hey, hey, Conrad. Hey, hey, Conrad. Uh, (laughs) I I liked that Bobby Heenan talked about managing Saito in AWA. It kind of Mm -hmm. gave you some nice background as far as – Right. Bobby, when he's talking about Saido, he knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, Sonny Ono then talks about Kimberly and how she should be at home and not wearing in the ring what she's wearing and that she should be a geisha girl. Um, Kimberly then calls Ono Hop Sing, which is from Dynasty or Bonanza or Dallas or some old Western, and Dusty popped like crazy. He was super excited about that. Uh, Kimberly asked what Sonny is doing here if wrestling was a man's sport. And the announcers gotta chuckle out of that. That was uh, don't give Kimberly a mic. Just <laughs> no just, just stand there. Yeah.
1: And hold up tens.
0: And at this point we are told that Saito is the captain of the New Japan team. So I don't know why you wouldn't save him for the end, first of all. Right. And second of all, shouldn't the guy who's the US champion be the captain of the team? Like right.
1: Yeah, I don't think the captain should be facing uh, Johnny B.
0: Bad here. <laughs> oh, no, I don't think so either. Uh Jambi Babb with an arm ringer, but Saito takes him down. Saido with a takedown and a seated cobra clutch now into a headlock. Uh, Saito with some chops, but Bad comes back with chops of his own. Now they are trading chops. Saito with a headlock and a punch. Saito with a throat thrust, and now he's choking Jaivi Bad on the bottom rope. Uh, sunny Ono chokes Bad with the Japanese flag. Saito with a back suplex for two. Clothesline from Saito for two. Saito sits on Bad, and Ono chokes Bad. Russian leg sweep by Saito for two. Um, Bad starts fighting back with a kick and a big knee lift. Jaime Bad with a double axe handle. Top rope sunset flip for two. That didn't look awful. Uh, Bad firing back with lefts and rights. Bad with a suplex for one. Bad grabs Sonny Ono, but Saito attacks him, and Saito throws him over the top rope for a DQ, and that's the end. Bad comes back in, hits some drop kicks. Johnny Bad wins by DQ. 2-2. We're all tied up, and this was a really dumb finish
1: a disqualification gosh darn it in the world cup in the world cup yeah no this this was dumb finish and i also marked somewhere in there that uh nick patrick is clueless must have been all those chokes
0: i was gonna say uh, did we not know this said clueless did we not know this clueless nick patrick if only there was a way you could utilize that for storyline purposes but it's
1: actually not a storyline. No, he no, he's just awful. He's a, he's a horrible he's terrible. uh
0: We go back to the announcers talking about the show thus far. Uh, the announcers then hype Super Brawl, which is coming up in February. Yes, that's our next WCW pay-per-view will be in February for Super Brawl. Mean Gene's backstage with Luger and Jimmy Hart. Luger is flexing. Uh, Gene asks what's going on with Kevin Sullivan. Jimmy Hart then warns the horsemen. Uh, Luger then does a promo on the triangle match. Luger calls Savage a pathetic one arm champion and that he's got Macho Man's number. And then Luger tells Jimmy Hart that he has to go this alone.
1: Mm-hmm. He's going in and without
0: Jimmy. All alone.
1: And they get a high five in there.
0: Oh, thank you for making note of that. I didn't make note of that <laughs> high five. Yes, I um, did. We then go to our next match uh, Eddie Guerrero versus Otani. Dusty says that Eddie is the best wrestler in the world.
1: And this is where I say uh, Sonny Ono is really coming out with all these guys, huh?
0: Yeah. Yes, he is. Yes. Yay. <laughs> all right. Um, I put this as a matchup of the future of wrestling. Uh, Tony puts over Eddie and his Japanese his ja- uh, Japanese experience. Dusty at one point says, Pivotal. It's Pivotal that Eddie Guerrero gets a win. Oh, it's Pivotal. Pivotal. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony then tells the story of Otani. Um, Eddie with a headlock. Otani with an arm lock and a hair pull. Otani with a camel clutch, but Eddie gets out of it. Tony then with a nose pull, but Eddie comes back with an enziguri. Tony thanks the Diamond Ridge Racing Team for having Eddie Guerrero there and for sponsor, having WCW sponsor their car this upcoming NASCAR season. Yeah, it must be uh, before he shouts out the Diamond Ridge Racing, there was a
1: couple where the big boys play. Yes. So it's back to our favorite drinking game. All right. Drink. Take a drink. Double, double drinks for where the big boys play.
0: And this car that they sponsored, by the way, was really ugly looking. We'll see if we can get a picture and post it on our Twitter feed. That is uh, to fans review W1, so definitely check that out if we can find that. Uh, Otani with a single leg crab. Otani then rides Eddie, but Eddie with a counter and a headlock. Otani with a nice monkey flip. Eddie with a nice hurricane rana. Eddie with a drop kick and a slam. Eddie with a tope from the apron into the ring. Eddie now with a Boston crab. Now he changes that into a half crab, but Otani gets the ropes. Eddie with a big powerbomb for two. Eddie with a brain buster for two. Eddie with a whip, and Otani comes back with a springboard drop kick, followed by a springboard cross body out to the floor. That looked really good, Otani's springboard offense. Uh, Otani with a drop kick uh, and standing on the head, and he's getting choked. Bobby says, "Dusty, pretend you're Eddie. What are you thinking?" And Dusty says, "I lost a lot of weight."
1: <laughs> is that the uh, is that the car that you were?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not pretty looking, is it? Dude,
1: I have this. Do I you have this car?
0: Yeah, I ha- I yeah. used to have a die-cast of that one. I have it. Yeah, it's like purple and yellow
1: yep. and yeah. Mm-hmm. I have that exact car.
0: It was it was ugly. i always never, thought.
1: I'll never give it up. But never. The, but yeah, I actually have that that car.
0: That starts our that our, one. our obsession in wrestling with being on motor motor vehicles. Mm-hmm. So yep. get ready for that. Next up will be W C W monster trucks, followed by W W E drag oh, we cars had and the monster truck. trucks. Oh no, these are official WCW-sponsored monster trucks that were in, like, Monster Jam.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, we already started with monster trucks. We did. So.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, Otani, rear naked choke. Eddie then gets on his feet, hits a back suplex for two. Tiny with a big German suplex for two. Otani with a top rope springboard spin kick and a slam. That looked impressive. Tiny up top but A stops him with a top rope hurricanrana for two. The crowd with an Eddie chant. That was nice to see. Eddie with a splash mountain for two. Standing switch. Eddie with an ankle lock with a leg grape vine, But, um... Otani gets to the rope, Eddie ducks, Otani goes through the ropes, Eddie then with a slam on the floor, Eddie with a springboard reverse splash to the floor, that looked pretty nice as well, Eddie throws Otani into the ring, but Otani with a suplex reversal to Eddie, Otani with a springboard drop kick to the back of the head, that looked good and bad all at the same time, Otani's looking for a dragon suplex, but Eddie fights out, they trade pinfalls, Otani gets the win after reverse, and Eddie's roll up, I put what a great match, best of the night thus far, Japan goes up 3-2.
1: Right, yeah, what a what a pinning sequence it was, and uh, no surprise, Eddie put on put on a show here, and it definitely was a, a good match.
0: Well, if you remember back, Travis, to our year-end awards, this match was one of the match of the year candidates. Mm-hmm. So, I had high hopes for it going in, but <clears throat> um, it, it was pretty good. Gene's then in the back with Macho Man. Macho says, forget about the triangle match. The pressure's on me. To infinity and beyond. That is his new catchphrase. We will hear it on Monday, too. Mm, we will. He must have just watched Toy Story over the weekend. Like It just came out. He must have just watched it. Um, to infinity and beyond. He says, it's a team situation, and then it's reversed. Yeah, this is a moment in time. Gene says he just got off the phone with Hogan, and Hogan yells,
1: What'd he say?
0: <laughs> right, yeah. What'd he
1: say? <laughs> What'd he say? <laughs> What'd my friend Hulk Hogan have to say? You're, yeah. you're right. Toy Story did come out uh, in November. Yep. yep. He must have just hair, seen it. 95.
0: Just seen it that month, and he's like, <laughs>
1: That Buzz light year. I'm going to keep saying
0: to infinity and beyond.
1: Dear. I didn't think it was out yet, but oh, sure yeah. enough, yep. it was a yep. month prior.
0: Uh, Savage is hyped up. He says he's getting out of here because he can't think of anything else to say. And then he comes back and goes, oh, yeah. yeah and Then he just, leaves again. Just
1: comes back for an oh, yeah.
0: How much is he taking? <laughs> <laughs> a lot. A lot. A lot. I just like the line of, of I just got the phone with Hulk Hogan. What's he say? say? <laughs> like i don't know randy pick up a phone and call him yourself right um or give mean gene a second and he'll probably tell you We mm-hmm. then go to our next match which is ten son versus macho man randy savage i put both men in rainbow and black pants for this one they should have talked to each other beforehand so we didn't have the same uh yep color clash here
2: mm-hmm.
0: um bobby's asking how to prepare for rick flair did he already win the triangle match He said, how is Randy Savage going to prepare for Ric Flair? Excuse me. We still have a triangle match that needs to happen in order for it to be Ric Flair. So I don't know why Bobby's bringing this up on commentary. Right. I think that's our first instance on the podcast of Bobby Heenan being a double agent.
1: (laughs) double agent. We will see
0: more. He's going to spoil everything. Coming up, get ready. Sent there by Vince. Uh (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, he never <laughs> badmouths them. So. No. Uh, Tenzan with some kicks to the gut. Tenzan's in control. Uh, gets a big clothesline for two. Tenzan with a front face lock. Tenzan with some kicks and chops in the corner. Tenzan with a foot choke. Savage trying to come back. Tenzan with a nerve hold. Sends Savage into the corner. Tenzan with an elbow, but Savage tries to come back. Tenzan, though, hits a spin kick to stop that rally. Tenzan with a few headbutts. Tenzan in total control this match. He sends Macho into the post, then the railing. Tenzan with another big headbutt. Tenzan with a back drop driver. Tenzan then with a top rope headbutt for two. Tenzon goes up top, but Savage moves from the moonsault. Savage with a clothesline, tries a suplex. Tenzon blocks it, but Savage drops him on the top rope, and then we get the top rope elbow for the win. 3-3, three, three, kind of dumb, out of nowhere finish.
1: Right, yep. It definitely came out of nowhere.
0: Uh, I. For sure. Yeah, I was not happy with that. But. Mm-hmm. Um, announcers, uh, back to the announcers, and Bobby's not facing the camera. He's facing the wrong way, and he's having issues with his chair, and then he tries to turn around, and he drops his papers, and... Uh, Bobby just being Bobby in this. Um, We then go backstage to Gene with a hotline promo talking about a gigantic meltdown in professional wrestling. I have no clue what they're talking about, but it makes me think Adam Bomb is coming. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, no. He
0: says gigantic meltdown. I immediately think of Adam Baum. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, no.
0: <laughs> Gene brings in Flair. Flair says it's a great concept, but tonight we are talking about the most coveted title in pro sports. And only Ric Flair could bring it all back to the title from the World Cup. Um, Vin- uh, Flair knows how to hype his stuff. Like he does. Even in this, like I said, it's not a starcade. Flair makes it seem like a Starcade. Mm-hmm. He reminds you that this is the this is the big one. And mm-hmm. then I'm I have a chance to go for the big one. 12th time, be the champ. He makes you remember this is Starcade. Mhm. Right. So yeah. You needed that in here yeah. cuz no one else, you know, everyone else in that triangle match is having to do promos and even Savage is having to do two promos talking about the World Cup first and then, and then it was kind of added on at the end. So Flair was the only one who could really bring it back to that title and the importance of it. I think he did a good job with it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, it goes back to the faces having to wrestle twice and Flair would only potentially have to uh, uh, wrestle once.
0: Yep. We then get a shot of the cup for the World Cup of Wrestling. That is a decent-looking cup I thought they purchased. Too bad we will never see it again after this. Um, Sting comes out with an American flag. Uh, Sasaki jumps on Sting. By the way, the match is uh, Sasaki versus Sting. This yeah. is the finals. This is match this number is seven. Uh, Sasaki jumps on Sting, but we missed it to look at the crowd. So thank you of for course. that. Uh, Sasaki sends Sting into the corner twice. Sasaki with a slam, uh, reverse chin lock. Sting now starts firing back. Hits a stinger splash in the corner. Sasaki reverses Sting and hits a running bulldog. Sasaki with a pair of clotheslines, but Sting ducks. Hits a drop kick. Clotheslines Sasaki out to the floor. Sting with a suplex, but Sasaki counters. It's a big power slam. Sasaki with a brain buster. Sasaki is now taunting Sting. The crowd with a USA champ, while Sasaki uh, has an arm lock uh, with the neck. Nice arm drag from Sasaki for two. Sasaki with a Scorpion death, drop, death lock of his own. Sting, though, trying to fire up, pushes out of it and does. Sasaki with a dragon screw, but Sting hits an Enziguri. Sasaki puts Sting on the top turnbuckle. Sting fights out with a clothesline kick and a bulldog. Sting now putting on the Scorpion death lock in the middle of the ring. Sasaki gets pulled back into the middle, and he gives up. And yep, WCW wins the cup. All right. They're World Cup champions. Great. Uh, the Sting rest, gets it done. The rest of Team WCW comes out, and they're all celebrating. And I love how all of the faces are wearing generic white T-shirts. Mine is Sting. Sting isn't wearing a T-shirt.
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: the rest are all wearing generic white T-shirts, and Chris Benoit is wearing his Four Horsemen black T-shirt. Of course. It's like you can point out who the heel is. Right, the one yeah. with the black shirt. Of course. Um, of course. After Sting wins, Dusty throws
1: in a double where the big boys play again. So Of course he does. Take a drink.
0: Yep. Uh, Gene's in the ring with Team WCW, but Macho Man has left at this point. I think it's because Luger came out, and they didn't want the two of them kind of celebrating in the ring together. Yeah, it makes um, sense. Mean Gene says we can all ship champagne out of the cup. Um, Gene hopes this will be a tradition at Starcade. Nope. And then I hope not. Gene compares it to winning the Ryder Cup. <laughs> All right, all Gene. Right. yep. Okay. Uh, and Bobby Hina is upset because Japan lost, and he's going to have to return all his stuff. Poor Bobby. We then get a hype package for the triangle match. We recap Savage's title win, how we all got here. So two men are going to start with the single fall match, and you must tag out. Right. Why, if I'm in the match, am I tagging out?
1: Mm-hmm. Why are there tags in the Why first place? Why are
0: there tags? In it's, the first uh, place. So, Flare out with a tan and gold robe. Um, Sting is out still with worn-off face paint. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sting and Luger push Flare. We're going to have a coin toss, and the odd man out will have to start on the outside. Um, don't understand that, but okay. I guess they had three coins, and they flipped them. And What happens if they all three were heads or tails? Right,
1: yeah. <laughs> Complicated. Complicated. Uh. If only
0: it could be predetermined. <laughs>
1: It's all predetermined,
0: Eric.
1: <laughs> uh, Dusty says that you're looking at the foundation of WCW right here and myself. Oh, he I'm- throws in there.
0: Put me back in there, Bischoff. You can do I, it. I can be. You've in. Got one we're, last run. I'll make it a square match, yep. not a triangle match. Put yep. me in there. <laughs> Fatal Put far away. The, listen, to the fans—they want the dream. They, want, they, they were chanting it. for USA last. They were chanting USA all night. They daddy. dream, Daddy. They want the dream, baby. <laughs> back in there. <sighs> one more title run. So we start off with Sting versus Flair. Uh, Flair with the flex and struts and woos. Sting then woos back. Flair looks right into the camera as they tie up. Like, literally right down the barrel of the camera. He looks right at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sting gets Flair in the corner. Flair with a chop. Sting with a big press slam. Clothesline for two. Sting goes for the death lock, but Flair gets on the apron. Flair then rolls to the floor. Flair with a headlock into a hammerlock. Flair with his feet on the rope. Flair stomps on the arm. Flair with a right hand and a chop in the corner. Another big right from Flair, and he goes back to the hammerlock. Luger's just walking up and down the apron. Just just there. Uh, Flair with a whip into the corner, a chop, a strut, but Sting comes back with a big hip toss and a drop kick and a press slam. Sting with a 10-punch in the corner and a bite halfway through. Sting with a bulldog, but Flair goes out to the floor. Sting gets sent into the railing, but Sting comes back with a clothesline. Sting no-sells Ric Flair's offense. Uh, Sting with another hip toss, but Sting misses the drop kick. Flair trying to goad Luger into the ring. Flair then with a kick to the knee. Flair with a kick to the gut and a right hand. The commentators argue about playing possum thinking that uh, Sting was playing possum, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't go anywhere. Flair with some punches, kicks. Flair throws Sting over the top while Luger distracts the ref. Otherwise, that would have been a disqualification. But who would have won?
1: Exactly. Who would have won in this triangle match? We'll never know.
0: We'll never know. Of Uh, course
1: Nick Patrick was distracted.
0: Of course he was. Uh, Flair with, uh, let's see here. Um, Flair with the running knee drop. Uh, gets multiple two counts, Flair with another kick to the ribs, Flair with a big suplex, but Sting is back up, fires up, punches and chops, but Flair rakes the eyes, Sting back with a press slam. Uh, Sting puts Flair up top, hits a big superplex. Dusty says, hook him up, Steve. Whoa. Yeah. Steve. Hook him up, Steve. No. I didn't know Austin was there. Yeah.
2: That's weird. Dusty, come on.
0: Uh, Sting goes for the pin. He immediately was like, a sting, sting. (laughs) Right. Hook him up, Steve. Get him. Get him, Daddy. Come on, Dusty. Get Richard Flyer. Get him. Fleer. Richard Fleer. I'm Dusty. I'm Dusty Reynolds. Uh, Sting goes for the pin. Cut his mic. (laughs) Dusty's drinking out of that that cup. Yeah, cut it. (laughs) Uh, Sting goes for the pin, but Luger comes into the ring. Luger now gets tagged in, flexes in Flyer's face. Flair goes out to the floor, but Luger with punches and puts him back in the ring. Uh, At this point, for some reason, Bobby's mic is super soft. Like, he's away from it. Like, he put his headset down, and Tony asked him something, and he's, like, yelling. But it's very soft, I noticed. Uh, Luger gets kneed in the groin. He goes after Sting. Uh, Flair goes after Sting. Flair runs into a Luger shoulder block. Make it two shoulder blocks. Luger with a press slam of his own. Luger with a 10-punch in the corner. We get a Flair flop. Luger with a forearm drop for two. Flare with a poke to the eye. Flare now with a chop block to Luger. Flare with a kick to the knee of Luger. Flair now attacking the knee. Flare on the floor with a chair shot to the knee while Sting had the ref distracted. Nick Patrick, great at his job. Uh, Flare with a big chop in the corner. Goes back to the knee. Flare with the leg. Now he's taught in Sting. Flare with a knee low blow. Flare with a figure four on Luger. Flair has the ropes. And at this point, I put, why isn't Sting coming in and stopping the figure four? Like Sting's just standing there on the apron. He mm-hmm. sees Luger's in pain. Why wouldn't he come in? Because he's not, like, it's not like it's an elimination. It's the right. first fall. So yeah. he should be coming in and stopping Flair from putting on this figure four. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Flair was slaps to Luger, who flexes up and turns over the figure four. Ric Flair's never going to learn. If you have someone in the figure four, don't slap them. Right. He's, he's never, never, never going to learn. Um, <laughs> never
1: going to learn. He's still going to go up top, too. He oh never yeah. learns.
0: Um, Flair lets go the figure four. Flair looks for a suplex, but Luger reverses and suplexes Flair for a two. Flair goes up top, and what do you know? He gets caught with a top ups mm-hmm. press slam. Uh, Flair with a chop and a forearm and uh, more chops, but Luger fires up. Flair then runs into Luger. Flair is challenging both uh, Sting and Luger, and finally he tags in Sting. So now we're going to get Sting and Luger going face-to-face to face each other. Sting offers his hand, and they shake, but the crowd boos at this. They do not want these two... To work together.
1: Screw sportsmanship.
0: What's so weird is the fact that they were just cheering Luger, but you put him in there with Sting, and immediately he is the bad guy. Yeah. It's, it's just weird right. dynamic. Uh, Luger pushes Sting into the corner. We get a clean break. Now Sting has Luger <laughs> in the corner. We get another clean break. Luger with a kick and an elbow and sends Sting into the corner. Now some kicks to the gut. Sends Sting into the opposite corner, but Sting blocks another one and a 10-punch. Luger goes for an atomic drop, but Sting blocks it and hits two clotheslines, but Luger backs off. Luger with a knee and an elbow and shoulder thrusts in the corner. Sting with a boot and a running knee. Luger gets sent into the corner and comes out with a clothesline to Sting. Luger drops Sting on the top rope. Luger then stands on Sting's throat, so at this point we kind of see that these two friends are going to go after each other. Mm -hmm. Um, Sting now out on the floor, but Sting counters Luger. Uh, Sting rolls Luger in, hits a top rope crossbody for two. Sting then with a slam and looked for a Vader bomb, but Luger puts the knees up, and now both men are down. Luger gets to his feet, hits a few elbow drops for two. Luger now with three elbow drops, but Sting grabs the ropes uh, to stop the pinfall attempt. Luger with a kick, but Sting catches him, hits a big boot and a right hand. Sting looking for the scorpion, but Luger grabs the ropes. Luger then hits a low blow while the roughs is distracted. Good job, Nick Patrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luger with an atomic drop. Sting with a roll-up for two. Sting with a sunset flip for two. Sting reverses a suplex to Luger. Sting with another kick and a running bulldog. Sting with a whip and a stinger splash in the corner, but Sting misses a second one. And Luger has him in the rack, but oh no, the ref went down as Luger was spinning. Luger then comes in, uh, Flair comes in, hits Luger, and Sting gets thrown over the top rope. Um, Patrick starts the count. Sting then tries to get back in, but Luger held onto his arm so he couldn't. So, Ric Flair wins, I, I guess. How does the guy who isn't the legal man win?
1: Because both of them are on the outside.
0: It's dumb. It is. It is very dumb. Because the whole point, uh, and commentary mentioned this, well, if you aren't in the ring, you can't win. Mhm. Flayer wasn't in the ring, and he won.
1: Yep, turns out he did. After all said <laughs> well, and Well, if done. that's the case, then I I'm just going to stand out. on
0: the apron, and I'll just wait for the ref to go down and knock both guys out to the floor. But the I stor- uh,
1: count out.
0: A count out. Oh, my God. In a triangle match. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, the that story is so- here is Sting tried to get in the ring, and Luger prevented yeah, he him. He stopped him. Yep. Yeah. Um, so Sting and Luger are then shown talking on the floor. Sting is always yelling at Luger. Jimmy Hart now comes out with flair. Why is Jimmy Hart out with flair? This makes no sense at all. You're right. Yeah. It's like Jimmy Hart realized, I'm missing out on another payday probably so. I I don't get this. I, so. I thought this match was too long.
1: Yeah, I mean it was like 23 minutes or something. It like was that. the longest match of the
0: night it for was sure. for sure.
1: Yeah, it, it didn't uh go on a little bit uh too too long wear out its welcome and uh the ending sucked, so it, it took it out for me.
0: Yes, the ending really really hurt this match. Um by the way, I forgot to pull up our Our star ratings, so here we go. Oh, that's right, yeah. Star ratings. Luger Benoit, four stars. Uh, Kinemoto, Alex Wright, what do you think Meltzer gave it? Uh, I remember, these are all Japanese superstars. I know,
1: right? that has got to raise the star factor. Yep. Uh, Three and a quarter.
0: Three and three quarters. Luger Chono. Luger Chono, three stars. A star and a quarter. Oh. Giant B-Bad Saito.
1: Three and
0: a half. Half a star.
2: Oh.
0: Otani Eddie Guerrero. Three stars. Four and a quarter. Oh, four. Four Dang. and a quarter. Uh Savage Ten San. Uh two and a quarter. Three quarters. Sting Sasaki. Uh two. Three. Uh the Triangle Match. Mm. Uh three. Star and a half.
1: Damn it, I was going to do two.
0: (laughs) Star and a half. I Uh, suck. Meltzer, besides two matches, was really not high on this card. Well, I guess three. Um, Go figure. They were the three cruiserweight Japanese matches. Yeah,
1: go figure. Go figure. Who would have thought that? Who would have thought that from Mr. Meltzer?
0: Yeah. So we go back to the announcers with a stand-up. Tony tries to recap the feud between Flair and Savage. Out comes Savage as Flair stayed in the ring as we get ready for our main event. I I guess, for the world title. Savage is out with a shirt, no jacket. Um, Bufford doing the intro, they tie up. Flair sends Savage in, but Savage hits a backslide for two. Tie up in the corner, and Flair with a kick and a chop. Savage blocks Flair and peppers him with some shots in the corner. Savage with some punches as Orndorff is shown in the aisle, and they kind of recap the the horseman attacking Paul Orndorff, and it's at this point that Tony calls Brian Pillman a loose cannon. He does. I think that's our first reference to a loose cannon with Brian Pillman. He really does. Um, Flair with a rake. Savage blocks figure four. Savage with some rights sends Flair into the turnbuckle, and he goes out to the floor, but Flair stops Savage with the double axe handle. Flair sends Savage over the railing. Flair then sends Savage arm first in the post, so starting to work on that arm. Uh, a chop, a punch to the gut, again attacking the arm of Savage out on the floor. Jimmy Hart with a kick to Savage. Why? Why is Jimmy Hart here? What does he have to do yeah, with the horseman? Did he not I warn them did earlier? Lie. Did he not warn the horseman earlier in his yeah, Luger promo? He bit. did. Yeah. Yes. He did. <sighs> Anyways, back in the ring, Flair gets a hammerlock with the foot on the middle rope. Flair now dropping knees on the arm of Savage. Another hammerlock from Flair and a stomp to the arm. Flair with an arm ringer. Another hammerlock, but Flair drops the knee. Flair just keeps working over the arm. Uh, Savage with some rights to Flair. Savage with a shoulder block, but Flair puts in a sleeper hold. Uh, but Savage fell down out of it. Uh, Savage with the right hand and a two, make it another two. Savage with the right, big backdrop and a clothesline, uh, make it two for a two count. Savage with a few rights, uh, and down goes Flair. Jimmy Hart then gets up on the apron and throws the megaphone to Flair, but Savage gets it. He hits him, and at that point, Flair runs the Razor because it's Starcade, and you got to. You got to. You got to. You got
1: to get some color in the blonde. Oh God. Head. Oh God. Uh, oh God. Uh, oh
0: God. Savage with a big elbow drop, and out comes Pillman and Benoit. Pillman gets thrown into Benoit, but Arn is in. Uh, he's got some nux on his hands. He hits Savage, throws Flair on top of Savage for the win. Um, And so Ric Flair is your new world champion. Pillman then spits at the camera. Pillman then starts attacking Savage. Pillman now is whipping Savage with the title. The ending of this pay-per-view is not that great. Um, Tony says that the Macho Man is your winner. He's not. Um, And there's no interview because Flair is bleeding. And I thought the ending of this was really weird because it was all about Pillman. Mm -hmm. Like, Pillman was the focal point. You know, he was beating up Savage. He was whipping Savage with the belt. He was holding the belt. Like, shouldn't Flair be the focal point? But maybe they're trying to shy away because he was bleeding. I don't know. But right. the ending of this was just weird. Uh, we come back to the announcers on camera to end the show, and we hype Nitro and Hogan's return on Nitro.
1: That's all that matters.
0: Uh, that is all that matters. Hogan,
1: Hogan, return. Triumphant return to Nitro.
0: Triumphant return from his suspension right, remember suspension for attacking a referee That's with right. a chair. So. That's right. Anyways, I was not that big of a fan of Starcade. That last match, what do you think Meltzer gave it? Uh three. Half a star. Damn. Half a I'm star. I'm way off on these. That's okay. That was not a good show, Travis. No, it wasn't. That not. was that, w- that was pitiful. Not
1: the best effort for it's
0: Starcade. Not the, it's not the worst Starcade ever. No, it's not even the worst Starcat Starcade at this point because we still had Battle Bowl in the early '90s. And that yeah, was awful.
1: Battle Bowl, and of course, I I think you're thinking worst Starcade. Yes, Starcade like 2000.
0: Wow, well, or 99 or eh, 99 was worse than 2000. Yeah, yeah, 99 is probably the worst. Mm. I guess long term later in WCW, long term impact sure. 98 may be the worst. Well, yeah, but or 97. Yeah. Either one. Or <laughs> 96. You know, from here on no. in, Starcade's just downhill.
1: <laughs> no.
0: We're all downhill. Yeah. All right. Are you ready to move on from that un- uh, absolutely deplorable Starcade and the World Cup and how I'm already looking forward to Starcade 96 and next year's World Cup? Mm hmm. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm ready for next year's Don't World Cup. Don't hold your breath on that World Cup <laughs> next year. <laughs> well, I got to. They said it's going to be an annual event, but they did. Uh, I guess. I guess it's not going to happen. All right. Let us move now to the world of extreme and ECW. ECW. We start out the show by recapping the Ray psychosis feud. Uh, This was a nice little video recap. I thought Uh, these two are one and one in ECW with this food Uh, feud, not food. Uh, psychosis had to get 38 stitches and plastic surgery from uh, the last time these two faced off in a tag team match. Ray got the win in that match and tonight we will get the Mexican death match that happened at November to remember. Mm-hmm. We will. So there you go. We get the proper show opening video Enjoy. welcomes us to ECW previews the show says we will have the Mexican death match as I stated plus an update on the Sandman's hand uh, and he also says that the biggest story in all of wrestling all of wrestling is that women controls all the gold? I think a recap of Sandman Scorpio winning all the belts. Joey talks about Mark Madden talking about how Woman is coming to WCW to manage the Macho Man, and Joey says it isn't true. And Woman says that she's going to stay in ECW.
1: Right. Okay. Plug, plug in uh, the hotline, and they plug their own hotline too Uh-oh. for the truth. For the truth. That's what he said.
0: Uh, Not just, the our
1: truth. Huh. The truth.
0: I just want to point out that I've watched ahead, and Woman is not on this week's episode or next week's episode, so uh, I'm not gonna say they're lying, but someone's not telling the truth. <laughs> yeah. And I'm gonna go with the person who's no longer in the company. Mm-hmm. So. Right. All right, we go to our Mexican deathmatch. Well, I, I said I said here, uh,
1: nothing prepares you for a Mexican death match quite like Jake from State Farm.
0: I got a commercial in front of this. Of course you did, and of course Jake it from was State
1: Jake. Farm prepping me for a Mexican Death
0: Match. <laughs> I bet it made you think about your life insurance going on oh, Death did. Match, Jake. Thank you. It did. Too bad, you know, State Farm doesn't offer life insurance, but that's okay. Um, we go to the Mexican Death Match. Psychosis is out with an ECW shirt and a leather jacket that I think he borrowed from Raven. It I, could be. I yeah. think that was Raven's leather jacket, although it was Harley Davidson on the back, so I don't think Raven would wear a Harley Davidson. Leather jacket. No. Ray then comes out with a poncho that has ECW and AAA on it. So I guess Ray is expecting rain inside the ECW arena.
1: <laughs> well, you never know. <laughs> sprinklers might come
0: I, I did put that I am excited for this match um, between these two. Um, the The way it's set up is that you have to get a three-count pin, and then there's a ten-count for the person to enter the ring. It's kind of like the Savage Crush Falls Count Anywhere match we saw at WrestleMania 10, only faults can happen in the ring and not just out of the ring. Right. So uh, we get a nice intro from Gertner as he does Spanish and English uh, intros. Ray then flips off Psychosis after his intro, and uh, we're off to a hot start. Psychosis runs in with a dropkick, but Ray moves. Ray with a Hurricane Rana. But he lands on the apron. Psychosis misses. Uh, Ray with a dragon rana for the first fall. So Ray already gets a fall, but Psychosis gets up at I believe about eight. It is weird because they do count backwards. They don't count from one to ten. They do from ten to one. So they're getting yeah. up at like two. Which in my mind is like if I put in my notes, he got up at two. It makes oh well that doesn't seem like this he was down sound for impressive, very long. Yeah. Yeah. Um let's see. Psychosis gets sent into the ropes. Ray lands on the apron, but psychosis with a chop. Ray gets out of the suplex. Ray hurricane on a psychosis out to the floor. Ray tries to spring off the guardrail, but he misses and hurts his knee. Is that one of his five surgeries in his right knee?
1: It very well could be the yep. the start of, of the surgeries right here. That's immediately when I thought up when he messes up that spot.
0: Well, and remember what we, what we talked about in the news is that Ray's working with two hurt ankles. Mm-hmm. And so you have to wonder if this, because you know, again, this is from November, if, Maybe this is where those, at least one of those ankle injuries started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could be. Um, Psychosis with a chair shot to Ray. A diving double leg drop kick from Psychosis. Psychosis with a slam. Top moon moonsault for the fall. So, Psychosis gets the fall there. Ray gets up at a count of one, which would be a nine count. Uh, Psychosis with a corner drop kick. Psychosis press slams Ray on the top turnbuckle and a running double axe handle. The crowd chants Rudo at Psychosis. Very intelligent ECW crowd. Ray gets sent face first into the mat. Ray gets powerbombed. Psychosis wins another fall. Ray gets up at a nine count again. Psychosis splashes Ray in the corner. (coughs) Psychosis sends Ray's stomach first into the corner buckle. Psychosis grabbed a chair but put it down. And a second time, Ray gets into the corner. Psychosis with a slam. Psychosis with a twisting moonsault leg drop for the fall. That looked very impressive from Psychosis uh ray though gets up again at a nine gets drop kick back down psychosis with another drop kick in the corner this time psychosis does grab the chair from earlier he hits a ddt on the chair and hits him in the back with a chair shot and a moonsault onto the chair on the back of ray for the fall ray again is up at nine psychosis hits him in the corner psychosis drop kicks ray knee uh, psychosis throws the chair at ray but ray puts his knees and the chair up um, as Psychosis comes in, Ray throws the chair at Psychosis. Ray with a triangle springboard clothesline and a crossbody from the apron into the front row. Looked very good. Mm-hmm. Good. Ray with another top rope springboard moonsault into the third row that gets an ECW chant. Very Slingshot
1: good. moonsault plancha. Oh, thank <laughs>
0: That's you. That's what they call it. Thank you, Mr. That's Joey.
1: Joey Styles calls it. Uh,
0: we get another big chair shot. They're now in the crowd, and we really can't see much as they wander off in the crowd. And there's no camera over there because it's CCW. Um, but we do see Ray hit uh, Psychosis with a chair, and they come back over the guardrail. Ray now throws Psychosis over the guardrail again into the crowd they go. Uh, another few f- chair shots from Ray. Now they are on the platform under the announced position. Ray with a big chair shot, a hurricane rana from the broadcast position down to the flat platform for the fall. Ray then gets back into the ring with the ref, and the ref counts to 10, and Ray gets the win. Ray sits on the chair in the ring. Uh, the ending wasn't that great as Ray got beat on all match and then just won with one move, but yeah. it wasn't an awful match, I thought.
1: No, it wasn't it wasn't awful, but I would like to have seen a little bit more back and forth that that we've seen before. It was mainly one-sided with psychosis getting in a lot of the the offense and working over that knee. I wonder if that had something to do with it, possibly. The knees, the ankles for for Ray. Uh, there, so I wonder if that has a little bit to do with it.
0: Possibly. You want to know what Meltzer gave this match? Four stars. Three and three quarters. So you're close there. <sighs> three and three quarters. So that's close. It's close enough. I will yeah. give it to you. I'll round up. All right. I, I only use half a stars in my rating system. So, mm. um, back to Joey, who shows us highlights from the match we just saw. Joey, I just saw it. I don't need your highlights, but okay. Uh, Jason now in the ring, trying to get Ray into the ring. Jason says he doesn't have to tell Ray how great he is. Jason then brings up Conan, and we get a weird fade in the middle of the promo. I don't understand what that was. Um, It just faded, and I couldn't tell if something passed, or he said something off-color, or or what exactly the reason was. He may have, but it was a weird sudden cut. (laughs) Uh, Basically, Jason wants to manage Ray, and he calls Ray his little supreme fighting machine. Um, Jason... After Ray kind of says no, uh, Jason calls Ray a little bitch, and Ray hits a spring spin kick, yeah, keeps, arm drag, and He He's trying to walk away from him, and yep. Jason keeps bringing him back. So Ray gets some offense in, but out come the Eliminators. Ray then gets hit with a slingshot power bomb, multiple leg drops, um, but out comes nine one one. The Eliminators double team nine one one, but he fights back. Ray with a hurricane rana on Saturn, nine one one with a double choke slam on the eliminators, and Ray gets on nine one one's shoulders, and that's kind of the end. Mm-hmm. David and Goliath tag team. They're on the same side this time though. Great.
2: Great.
1: <laughs>
0: Ray is much better than teaming with 911. Is he just so cute up yeah. on 911's yeah. shoulders oh, yeah. like that. We then He's go to, so big. He's then, so small. <laughs> we then go to Travis's favorite thing, which yeah. is Lance Wright with Hype Center. The uh, hype center, Lance Wright. Yeah. 911 and Ray, we were told are gonna face the Eliminators. We get an Eliminators promo. We get a 911 promo, and I said, Don't let him talk.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Don't. Uh, Wright says that Samman will face Conan for the belt. Salmon then does a promo on Conan. And all this is happening at House Party 96, Farewell to the Public Enemy. Mm -hmm. So we know that this is the end of the Public Enemy. Farewell. Farewell. The Farewell Tour. Back to Joey, who recaps again what we just saw. Joey, (laughs) quit it. Uh, Joey then throws the pit bulls, beating the eliminators at November to remember. We already saw this. Uh, Jason then kisses Francine. Jason gets hit with a chair. Saturn with a dropkick out of the chair and two total eliminations. Total eliminations. Um, they then had a rematch at December to Dismember where the Pitbulls looked to have the win. Jason distracted them. The eliminators hit total elimination again for the win. Post-match, they had Francine. Saturn was going to hit her with a chair, but One made the save and hit another double joke slam. So, yay. Yay. <coughs> yay to that one. Yay to that one, Travis says. Uh, this... I'm tired of the pit bulls. I'm tired of Jason.
1: Yeah. Jason can definitely yeah. uh, g- get out of here for sure.
0: Back. And we get a recap of Bubba dancing with public enemy from last week. Um, and then the bodies attacking Bubba Bubba challenging the Bubba, the, the bodies Bubba beating up Dr. Tom and Del Rey, the crowd where they dance Bubba dance chant. And Bubba starts dancing again. Just a recap from last week. This is a really filler ECW show.
1: Right, it does feel like that, right? I mean,
0: the two matches we saw were both from November to Remember, and then it's just all recap, 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 recap. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Back to Joey talking about Public Enemy going to House Party 96 for their final ECW appearance. We're told that Gigolo Jimmy Del Rey will face Bubba. Joey says that Gigolo was kicked out of Raven's Nest because his partner flipped as he looked into the camera and winked. the eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I see what you did there, Joey. <laughs> I know he flipped. I know. I know what's happening. So uh, Bubba then comes in for an interview. Bubba says he is deeply exasperated by the whole situation. Bubba says he's gonna kick, 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 and then <sighs> beat him like the redheaded stepchild we all know he is. And then he looks cross-eyed into the camera, and that starts our Miserloo. And Bubba himself is single-handedly turning the Dudleys, isn't he?
1: Right, yeah, he really is.
0: He's the only face of the whole group, but they're all faces now. They love him, and the crowd loves him. crowd loves Bubba. Uh, Joey's now with Sandman. Salmon says Broken Bones is a small price to pay. Salmon then takes off his cast. Salmon says there is no price that he won't pay. Salmon then puts his cigarette out in his hand. Um, Then we we get the rapid-fire Miserloo promos. First, the Eliminators saying they're going to take on the Pitbulls and Francine. Uh, Pat Kelly... Who's a second baseman with the Yankees, then does an ECW promo, but he gets lifted into a chokeslam by 911. Pat Kelly of Pat the New York Kelly Yankees. Kelly of the New York Yankees. Out Case, of
1: all did. Yankees, yeah, yeah. that's the one they can He's the
0: get. On, he's, Yeah, He's the only one who agreed to do it. And <laughs> in these Miserlus, there's always a clip or something that, that is the best part of these. Yep. This week it's Cactus Jack. Mm -hmm. And I have the entire audio from all of Cactus's little bits And I'm just going to put them in right here Hardcore home movie Hardcore home movie (laughs)
3: For holidays everybody, this is Cactus Jack and the rest of the folies here to wish you a happy holiday hardcore season. You know, I took this time today to kind of explain what Christmas means to me and by golly I found out that Christmas can mean a lot of different things. First off, Christmas can be fun! <laughs> well, just the other day there were some Christmas carolers and I kind of snuck up on their little group. And as the door opened and they began to sing, I started chanting, ECW! 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 <laughs> and I'll tell you what, I would've gotten away with it too, except all the neighbors heard me saying bye bye! <laughs> as I ran out of the neighborhood, but you know, they didn't care. They just know that said nutty cactus check. And I'll tell you what, they realized doesn't hurt to have a hardcore person in the neighborhood. Second off, Christmas is for family. Well, just the other day I was taking gingerbread men out of the oven, but I'll tell you what, I kind of saw that cookie sheet and I was kind of wishing I could bowie. <laughs> 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 Hit someone over the head right in the kisser. Bet you get some juice out of that one. Bye-bye! <laughs> Now, I understand there's a hardcore balloting going on that Todd Gordon charge me votes. But more importantly, Todd Gordon is the head of some very prestigious and worthwhile children's charities. And I'd like to be the first at this special time of the year to write a generous check. Seeing as, as I don't know the names of the particular charities, I'm just going to make it out to Todd Gordon himself that I think Todd will know what to do with yeah. it. Honey, zoom in here, so you can Look at all these zeros, okay? <laughs> Not too close. We're allowed have 1,500 hardcore fans out there chanting, he's hardcore. He's hardcore. <laughs> like, I got, I love him. If it was up to me, I'd have them all in for a couple of chocolate. Huh? But... Oh, oh, oh. Santa, what's the name of wrestling organization? Mommy. Mommy. Mommy.
2: Mommy. <laughs> <laughs> Mama. Mama. Mama.
3: Mama. Mama, Core parent. You know, I love getting out among the public and looking at people and whispering to each other. And I can tell them, they say, that guy's hardcore. And I like to walk up and say, hi, Cactus Jack. And the look on their face, it's like BAM! It's like they just got hit over the head with a big frying pan. So listen, it's a very delicate balancing act, being hardcore and being a parent, but I'm going to show you how. Come on, let's have fun. This is extreme.
0: So that right there it was the hardcore home movies. And first of all, Cactus Jack, totally clean shaven. Clean shaven, 100%. Yep. Mm-hmm. I loved everything about Cut that. Got all the teeth out. Yep. I loved everything. Every single thing about that, I love Noel in the background. I was gonna Mom, say Noel, mommy, and that was mommy. that was her. Yep, that was uh,
1: sitting down with him in the very when he yep. very first came yep. on. So um, I like that he's a hardcore parent.
0: He's a hardcore parent, and the the very Emery is like this is extreme. It, they're on one of those little yeah, bus rides going. Park yep, now. and and the next time it comes around, he he's chanting ECW e- ECW. Yeah, oh, good stuff. <laughs> um, Back to not so great stuff, and that's Miser Lou. Alfonso makes a mistake. He restarts and he asks for Taz. We then get Scott Clark, Newscaster of the Year, who doesn't oh my God with Joey. Lame. (laughs) Scott
1: Clark. Yeah. These are the people they pull in for this.
0: I was going to look up these people, but I really didn't have the energy or or desire to care. Yeah. Taz back with Alfonso, and he says he's going to slap everyone. Um,. Back to Ray and 911. Ray's on 911 shoulders. Uh, Samman with a promo on Conan. Um, Samman makes a he's going to send him back to Tijuana where he's going to be forced to drink the water reference. Not good. Um, Pitbulls with a promo on the Eliminators. Buell in our box again. Um, back to Alfonso saying he knows why Public Enemy is leaving. Um, back to Steve Austin, a little bit of his promo. Um, eliminators with a replay of their earlier promo. 9 on one promo, Big Dicks yelling in slow motion, another Bubba promo again, we get Alfonso slapping El Porto Ricanio from November to Remember, um, and then Cactus chanting ECW on the bus ride, and that's uh, that's the end. That's
1: it. <coughs> that's it. That was ECW. That
0: that was ECW. Cactus made the ending of that for me, um, but the rest of it can go in the trash.
1: Filler. Yeah. Kind
0: of. The rest of that show can go in the trash immediately in the trash. I mean, there's a couple interesting things I'm looking forward to, um, but I don't know how long we're going to have to wait to see them. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of the annoying part. But yeah, it could be a while. That is what it is with ECW. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that does it for ECW this week. Time now to move on to WWF Superstars. <sighs> WWF Superstars. There was no Superstars this week. No. End of the year, no Superstars. They didn't have one. Hmm. So yeah, that's our review of WWF Superstars. Are you ready to move on to WCW Saturday Night, Travis? Yes. Okay, WCW Saturday Night. Best of package. There was oh. it was a best of show. Nothing, nothing uh. but highlights. Oh man. So there you go. That just Happy made this, holidays! Yeah, that just made the show really, yeah. really quick, didn't it? <laughs> Happy holidays! Yeah, that's uh, that's what we got there for uh, for that. But uh, all right, you You're ready to move on now to Monday Night Raw and the world famous annual Raw Bowl, <laughs> the first annual Raw Bowl, the first annual and the last annual. Let's I go. Think. Let's do it. Monday Night Raw, coming to us very taped from somewhere. They don't say where. At least I didn't catch where. Oh, they're at the University of Delaware.
1: They're on the mm, campus of the University yeah, of I Delaware. I don't remember where they said uh, they were at, but if you're looking for this in the Peacock section, uh, Season 4, Episode 1 Thank you. of Monday Night Raw. Well,
0: yeah, it's the first of the year, so it's a, mm, it's, it's Episode, episode one. 1. Absolutely. Starting um, the fourth season.
1: Season yeah. premiere.
0: Season premiere. Here we go. <laughs> oh. The Raw Bowl. We get a special intro voiced by Vince, uh, including fans chanting Raw Bowl. We get uh, Coach Blassie has them fired up. Uh, there's a Raw Bowl queen. There's a band, uh, Jumbo Jimbo. Um, yeah, and I Jim said uh,
1: Jr. would rather be at a football game. Jim Ross. He would rather be at the Super Bowl. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I think this is supposed to be like the Rose <laughs> the Bowl. the college yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 right. Ah, uh, we also are told that the Nacho Man huckster scheme, Gene, and billionaire Ted will be here, and I put this is stupid. Oh God! Yes, we are. We are getting into this. Um, I know. Then we cut to the announcers, and Jerry Lawler's in a Browns jersey, so that is that is mm-hmm. great. A Jerry Musburger Burger King jersey. <sighs> and Vin Mac.
3: I thought. Vin McMahon.
0: S- I thought Starcade was going to be the worst show to watch this week. You were wrong. I've been proven wrong again. That was Raw Ball by WWF. <laughs> so we get our first match of the night, which is the smoking guns versus Yoko and Owen versus Ramon and Vega versus Sid and Kid in an elimination match. And we see Brother Love doing an insert, but oh he's not mic'd. So you can't hear him. Thank God. What a waste of time. If Thank I can't God. hear him, what's the point of putting him on TV? Yeah,
1: well, yeah, what is the point of putting him on television anyways?
0: My next question place. is oh, he will be important next week, Travis. Yeah. Um, I see the, the picture yep. on there for next week. Uh, we're told what is, I, I asked, what is the format of this match, please? Can someone explain this match to me? Uh, They'll go- get into it. Oh, they They'll will. Don't you worry. Uh, Goldust Usher gives Razor a flower and Ramon attacks him. Goldust is shown so watching and I think we are about a minute and a half into the show and I'm already tired of the forced football references. Oh my god, yes. They are so forced.
1: They just like looked up the dictionary or encyclopedia because yep. they didn't have the internet yet or maybe they did look yep. up on AOL and all these football terms, let's force them into let's the force show. Force
0: them in there. The it I, is nauseating. The one I loved is that when Sid and Kidd were coming out, they were talking about how they were bought off by uh, Ted DiBiase's money, and Vince says that the NAACP is looking into recruiting violations. No, Vince, right. that's the NCAA, not the NAACP. Now,
1: now, I didn't hear that line. I heard uh, Jerry Lawler say that line, and that makes more sense with Jerry Lawler because he's supposed to be uh, heel and. Uh, kind of right. oblivious heel or whatever. Right. Uh, it's not the same thing. But, I mean, you know, the entrances, they run out of a tunnel. They yep. break through that big, giant, raw but banner.
0: I would have liked it better if the banner was smaller and they each had their own, like, individual ones. Like, Smoking mm-hmm. Guns came out through one that says Smoking Guns, and, you know, Owen and Yoko came out one. Instead, mm-hmm. they all come out the same, the one. same one. So by s- the time Sid and Kid who enter last, it's like, right? there's nothing here, like... And they're all all right. Let's talk about these jerseys. Let's talk about them. Yes, because
1: details matter. Details matter.
0: It's a audio podcast, not a visual podcast. Um, So Billy and Bart are in white jerseys because everyone has to wear a jersey, I guess, because it's a Raw Bowl, I guess. So Billy and Bart's have forty-five and thirty-eight as their number. Why? Because those are calibers of guns. Ah, and smoking. I get it. Yes, I
1: get it. I didn't get it at first, but I do now.
0: Owen is number one. Of course. Because he's number one, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yoko is number 638 because of his weight. Yep. Ha. <laughs> Razor is number four because he is a four-time champion. Yep. Savio Vega is Uno because Spanish. Exactly. You got it. Even though there's already a number one. So? He's Uno, not one. So he's Uno because, because Spanish. He's Spanish. Yes. <laughs> 123 Kid is 123. Yep. And Sid is double zero because, I don't know, he's dumb, I guess. I have no idea why he's double zero.
1: No. Because he is, uh, that's his softball number.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> so let's, let's get into this. So one timeout can be used per team, which... That right
1: there. Yep. Is stupid.
0: And it's an elimination match. Okay. Mm-hmm. When one person's pinned, the whole team loses. And you can lose via... Pinfall, submission, count, or disqualification. Yep. You can tag in anyone. So, again, I will have the same argument here that I made in the triangle match. Why would you want to tag in?
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I would just sit on the apron and wait till the end. Mm Mm-hmm. Since it's elimination, that makes even more sense in this to do that than in the triangle match. Because in the triangle match, you could lose by being on the apron. Well, We thought. Yeah. In this, you can't lose if you never tag in. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, and you can tag stupid. in
1: and be against your partners too,
0: oh yeah, we'll we'll find out about that because they have a special rule that if you do get tagged in with your partners, you, you have to have make physical to make contact. contact before you can tag back out right great <laughs> um Earl is in a football ref outfit because he is, yep, and the canvas is green and it has a raw bowl logo and it looks like a football field and uh,
1: Earl Hebner is literally in a referee yep. umpire. Get up with a flag and whistle and all. This is so stupid. <laughs> <sighs> what, right. did I, what did I say off the air when we talked about this? I said the the outfits are the best thing about the match. That's not saying much. No, it's not. But that's the the charming
0: part of the match. Uh, <sighs> all right, let's just let's just not saying it's good. Let's just, just all saying. right. Let's just get into this.
2: <laughs> yes. The sooner we
0: get into it, the sooner we'll be done. Yes. Uh, Barton Owen Square, are, bar, bar with a few arm drags and drop kicks on the green mat. Owen tags out to Billy, so Billy and Bart immediately already blew through that. You know, you could build up to that throughout Mm -hmm. the match. Nope, we're going to use it in the first five seconds. Bart and and Billy have to tag up, um, have to confront, so they lock up, headlock, headlock, they score off, and then both tag out to Owen and Yoko. So, there you go. Mm -hmm. Uh, Owen ducks Yoko, but Yoko hits him with a shoulder block, and Owen tags out to Savio. Savio gets hit with a back elbow, but Yoko misses an elbow drop. But Yoko with a slam, and Kid tags in. Goldust is then shown looking on. Vega with a clothesline for two. Vega with a spin kick, but Sid makes the save. Uh, Owen tags in. Savio with a hip toss and a few clothesline, but Owen with a spin kick for two. Razor tags in. Razor with an arm lock, but Razor with a punch. And Bart tags in. Headlock and a shoulder block from Razor for two. Razor tags to Vega. Vega tags out to Sid. Eye rake and a top rope choke by Sid. Bart with a clothesline and gets a two. Borrowed a suplex for a two, but missed an elbow. Vega tags in. Sid with a right and some kicks, but Vega tries to fight back, but Sid falls on him for two. Owen tags in. Owen with an enziguri for two. At this point, I put, why would I tag in? Why uh, There's no point in, in tagging in. Yoko then tags in. We go to break, and it's Lipton ice tea Raw Bowl. I forgot to mention that. Lipton ice tea oh, sponsoring the Raw Lip- Yeah, Lipton T. Uh, double headbutt from Owen and Yoko. Owen goes for the sharpshooter, but it's blocked, and Owen tags in the kid. Uh, spin kick from kid, and Yoko tags in. Kid tags back in, but misses a kick in the corner, and Sid tags in. Kid tags back in. Kid misses a running elbow drop. I then put, this would have been better as an eight-man tag. Like, yeah. an elimination oh, yeah. eight-man tag would have oh, been definitely. much better.
1: Definitely, and with the college football theme yeah. or something, two-teams yeah. two football teams. Yeah. makes sense. Not four teams. I agree. Yeah, I, I did think about that, but then I was like, you know, when are the smoking guns ever on Raw? Right. You forget that they're, they're tag champs most of the time. You could have had the so same least, four guys. I know, I know, but it's spotlighting them in each two-on-two, two, or two-on-two-on-two-on-two. Right. On two on two on two.
0: It should. Here's my problem with it. Razor, Vega Yo Owen team. and Yoko, and Sid and Kid, I don't see any of them dropping down to the tag team title level hmm I could see Sid Sid and Kid, I guess more more so,
1: more so than the than, other two, yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, I agree with that, um, let's see here, uh where am I at all right, Kid tags back in, but misses a kick in the corner, Sid tags in um Vega tags in razor. Razor with a punch and a follow-up slam. Kid calls timeout, but yep. Razor still hits the edge on him. The ref then throws the flag on DiBiase for getting up on the apron, mm-hmm. which is dumb. I think that Razor should have been disqualified for hitting the Razor's edge on Kid once he called the timeout. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Sid then with a shot to Razor from behind, and Razor gets eliminated. Savio wanted a timeout but didn't get it, and we go to break. And that's it. Mm hmm. That's it. Uh, Mid 90s WWF obviously loved heels versus heels. That's what I put here because (laughs) it it seems like at least once or twice a week Mm -hmm. we are getting heels versus heels. Yeah. Back and we get a recap of what happened with Lawler doing telestration. Awful. Yes. Awful. What do they call it? The Mega Straighter. Yeah. Whatever. Great. (sighs) Great. Bart and Kid now in. Sid tags in. Owen tags in. Hits on Bart. Uh, Owen with a suplex for two on Bart. Owen with a knee to the gut and a stomp to the abs. Bart with a roll-up for two. Hart with a headbutt. Uh, Hart with a slam, but he misses a diving headbutt. Bart tries to tag in Billy and does get to him. Billy's hitting everyone, including Cornette, but Kid with a kick from the apron. Yoko is going for the bonsai, and I was so worried it was going to come down to Owen and Yoko versus Sid and Kid at this point, which would have been absolutely awful. Yeah, not good. Um, but Bart pulls Billy and Owen gets hit by a uh, Bonsai drop by Yoko and Owen is eliminated. I like that. It was okay. Yeah.
1: I like that spot, the the switch of, you know, Yoko thinking he's gonna splash
0: yeah. uh Billy, I think it was, and yep. then Bart doing the switcheroo. Uh you want a spoiler? What? You know what this is the start of? What? A Yoko face turn.
1: I was gonna say the dissension between Owen and Yoko? A
0: Yoko face turn. <laughs> Because that's what everyone wants. Yeah. That right. Sid now. Right.
1: And and Yoko was trying to call a timeout, but apparently you can't do it on the outside.
0: Who makes these rules? Uh,
1: we make them up as we go. If along. he's
0: on the outside, it should be a. a if you were to run oh, out of bounds, it and should be a timeout s- anyways.
1: I think they said that you couldn't call a timeout from the sideline. I think gotcha. that's how that used to be. Gotcha. You couldn't do that from the sideline.
0: Sid now in on Billy. I then put this is so stupid. I think this that's the third time I've said that in these notes. Uh, Sid with another shot, a few stomps, Kid with a leg drop to Billy, double team by Sid and Kid, Sid with a pin for two, Sid with a big nerve lock or a headlock, I can't tell from the camera angle, but Billy fights out, Billy ducks a clothesline, Sid hits a big boot, a big leg drop for two, Gun with a roll-up for two, Sid stops him from making a tag and hits Billy with a few rights, Billy blocks the punches, but Sid catches Billy with a one-arm choke slam. Lawler's being creepy with Miss Rawbull at this point, so... Right, and uh, Vince calls uh, Jerry Lawler a triple threat. (laughs) The triple
1: threat of stumble, fumble, and fall.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Gotcha. Sid then is holding Billy, but Razor throws Kid into Sid, and the guns get the win off of that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your
1: first ever Raw Bowl champions, the Smoking Guns.
0: First and hopefully. They get
1: the Lombardi Trophy.
0: Yeah, we'll find out about that later.
1: They tried uh, to explain it in the middle, too, but...
0: Yeah, we'll find out more about that later, and I'm so the excited. The Lombardi Trophy. Yep. Uh, we then go to Lawler and Vince, who say that next week Sean Michaels is holding a press conference. Lawler says that Sean is announcing he is retiring. Um,
1: right, and, and also they have uh, the girl, yeah. the queen, in the picture, too, yep. and they think and she thinks they're talking to them. Uh, like. She's listening intently to Vince and Jerry Lawler, what they're saying, uh, what they're trying to say. She thinks they're talking to her. Oh, great. We then, <laughs> no, honey. No. No, we're just sit not. there Doc. and look pretty. Yes, yeah. exactly.
0: Uh, we then go to Doc, who has the Wrigley's halftime report, because oh, this dandy. is the Raw Bowl, so we have everything's football. Dandy Doc. Uh, yes. They named people of the pregame show, and apparently uh, Doc is all of them rolled into one. Gotcha. Great. Gotcha. Uh, Doc <laughs> then puts up a two-minute clock. Says this is only going to last two minutes. Um, still to Promise? come. Promise. Uh, yep. Uh, okay. Still to come. Mabel and Diesel. Doc then throws to Jumbo Jim Ross, which I'm sure Jim Ross loved we being have called to Jumbo. It, yeah, we have yep. to
1: take a shot at Jr. Of course. Um,
0: and Diesel says he's going to kick the king's can. Great. Doc. Back to you, Dandy. Yep. Doc then hypes the Rumble. Uh, that's what we're doing with Jim Ross, by the way. He's right. Going to stand there and say Diesel says he's going to kick his ass back to you. Doesn't Danny.
1: even interview him. No.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming, Jim. <laughs> right. Hope you're yes. liking that paycheck. <laughs> right. Uh, Doc hypes the Rumble. Uh, Brett versus Undertaker will be for the national championship, is what we're told. So. Oh boy. Not the not the WWF title, the national championship. Um, Ahmed versus. I thought, Jeff. I
1: thought Damian Priest won that at SummerSlam.
0: Ooh, I think so. Hmm. I think so. We'll have to do some research on that. Uh, Ahmed versus Jeff Jarrett. We get a recap of Jarrett's attack on Ahmed. And then Doc hypes the Rumble and throws it back to the announcers. And then at this point, I get my insul- intelligence res- uh, insulted. Because we're going to get the hog pen match. Right. The, whole the entire thing. Hogpen hog pen match with new commentary. Right. Yep. That's what I thought. That's what I thought, yeah. too. This is... Mm-hmm. The, so we get the, the match. And there's a commercial break. And in that commercial break, we see the Huckster is sleeping. Yep. Great. And the Nacho Man tells us to keep watching. <coughs> and then we get a, f- I put, this is a filler nothing Raw. You're showing a full pay-per-view match on Raw. Mm-hmm. And then I see the promo for next week where we're going to get the title They're match to do it again. Yes. Boy, I hope you didn't spend money on this pay-per-view because <laughs> you're an idiot. Because you could get two of them matches for free. To be fair, the only two matches probably worth viewing on that entire sure. show.
1: Yeah. Yeah, if you're not wrong. We're going to
0: replay him on Raw for you. Also next week, Hakushi's going to take on Jeff Jarrett. Can't wait. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Ain't that great. Over that. That's super done. Uh, Mabel on his way to the ring, and he's being carried by young Jeff Hardy.
1: Yep. And he's again struggling to keep keep up. Yep. He can't keep uh, Mabel's fat ass up.
0: Yeah, he's struggling.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Vince keeps hyping up who has joined the Rumble. Can't wait to go through that list coming up in just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Brother Love is still talking. And again, God. we have no idea what he is saying because he is not Mike. So, again, what is the point of having him go away there? Just go away, Just brother. Love, go away, please. Bruce. Go do another podcast, and you know maybe be on time with it. Anyways, please, please. Um, we get a rematch from SummerSlam of Mabel versus Diesel. This looks great because that match was so good. But it's different, Eric. He's got a new Nash. attitude. Diesel's got a different attitude. Yeah, he comes out. He looks pissed. He attacks the De- uh, Mabel. Big boot. Win. Yep.
1: It's not even the old big boot jackknife one two three.
0: We just get big boot and one two three. Diesel attacks Mo. Diesel with a jackknife to Mo. Uh, my next note is what a waste. This is dumb. Uh, Vince hypes that Diesel is the first man assigned for the Rumble. Diesel then takes Miss Raw Bull and leaves with her. And Diesel says it could be a very good year for him. Oh, well, as if only you knew, Mister. Mr. Nash. I thought it was. I thought you said it looks like it's gonna be a good
1: good day.
0: Maybe did, but I thought you said it's gonna be a good good year. And then Vince said good year. Oh, maybe.
1: I bet it is gonna be a good night for you. Uh
0: huh. Yeah. With Miss Raw. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All bad. All bad. (laughs) All right. We then go uh, backstage, and uh, Marty and Savio Vega and Ahmed are there with the Brooklyn Brawler, who has the lombardi trophy get it because the brooklyn brawler's real name is lombardi yeah <laughs> get it that's funny and the guns break it and then oh. they all beat him down and they dump that lipton iced tea on him mm-hmm. great we <laughs> then hype the rumble and the wrestling war room and then we're back with rumble hype so here's who's announced for the yep. rumble yep diesel okay owen Good. bulldog mm-hmm. yep dory funk Okay. Random. S- Savio Vega. Mm hmm. Mabel. Yep. Bam Bam Bigelow. Okay. Barry Horowitz. Ugh. Yokozuna. Okay. Tatanka. The Return Tatanka. Tatanka. Tatanka.
1: The return out of nowhere. Yeah.
0: His legal troubles must have huh. gotten straightened out. Clared Remember up, that? Yeah. yeah. And Vader. And we get a video hyping up Vader, and Vader, Vader is shown working out. Mm hmm. Um. Impressive package. Would you Would you like a spoiler alert, Travis? What's that? Uh, there is no Bam Bam Bigelow in the Royal Rumble. Oh,
1: that's a big letdown. Yeah. I'm, I'm mad that he's advertised, but not going to
0: be there. Yep.
2: Hmm.
0: Yep. And get ready for this, because whew, this Rumble's going to be great. Yeah. I
1: can imagine with Dory Funk in there.
0: Yeah. Dory oh, Funk yeah. Jr. Not only that, but he's going to last for 10 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah
1: in 96 the yeah. dory funk jr push yeah
0: oh yeah it's Can't coming wait also this will be coming up well i don't want to spoil things so we'll just we'll just leave it there we'll get to it soon enough mm-hmm. we then hype next week again and then again. we get billionaire ted <sighs> I then put this is stupid we are sh- they're showing the razor's edge and vince russo asks if hogan can do the razor's edge And Nacho says he can't do the Pearl River Plunge or the jackknife, and he's not climbing the rope, even though Macho Man's finisher is an elbow drop off top rope, but we're just going to ignore that. Um, They say that the Huckster and Nacho Man can only pose, and that you can't teach old dog new tricks, and the WWF new generation on top of the hill, not over it. (laughs) Guess what? What? I'm over it. I'm over this. Week one. Already. Travis, this This is a.
1: This is dumb. This is a three-month story. Yeah. And I knew it was around for a while.
0: Three months?
1: Like, I mean, the only people this serves is the people backstage. Yes. They're the only people that know what's going on. I mean, there are a select few that read the dirt sheets mm-hmm. and know what go on. This is not like today that everyone knows what's happening backstage. This is just for your own entertainment. This is for your own fodder.
0: I think part no of it... No
1: one watching this that it follows Raw knows what's going on.
0: I think it was more used to hurt Savage and Hogan. Well, oh, yeah. That's the point of it. Yeah. And we know from documents that have come out, doc, you know, uh, documentaries that have come out since Savage passed, that this, this hurt him. Yeah. Not so much this one, but some of the later ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. And... They really bothered Randy Savage. Yeah. Um, it's nice to see WWF trying to respond, but you put it in juxtaposition with everything else on the show, and it shows why you're behind.
2: Well,
1: you can you can respond by maybe. Even saying the old, that line of the yeah. WWF new generation on top of the hill, not over it. You can say that, and you can say the new generation, but you don't have to blatantly make fun of them yeah. by doing this stuff with them and then a Ted Turner. You don't have Scheme to Gene. base. Yeah, Scheme yeah. Gene. Right. We They were promised that in the first one, but right. we didn't really see a lot of them. Uh, there. You, you can say that, mm-hmm. but you don't have to go – add it like this you can respond yep. in different ways yep and that that's why i
0: hate it too is because it's just
1: to hurt them yep it's that's all it
0: is how about you respond by putting on a good show that <laughs> would be a that. novel concept there's that instead we're gonna have a weird four-way tag match and a replay of a in your house match mm-hmm. and yep. a two-second diesel match
2: mm-hmm.
0: yay but over Diesel's new attitude. His new attitude. Well, I got something to say He's to that. He's not a dude with an attitude. He's nope. got a different attitude. He's a Diesel with an attitude. That's and right. And he is already looking for that door. Get out of the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's running. <laughs> He's running. So, mm. it will come, Travis. It will. We just got to keep, keep chugging along on this train track. We're almost there. We're almost to the end. We're almost well, to the end of the awfulness. Yeah. Of the awfulness. True. Yes. We are still some five years away from the end of right, yeah, this the project. End. Right, <laughs> We'll see if it pays off. We'll see if it's all worth it in all the right. end. All right. Let's move on to WCW Monday Nitro. <music> WCW Monday Nitro, live from the Olympic City, Atlanta, Georgia, we do, however, hear the crowd counting down as we start right. the show.
1: Right, so we're supposed to assume that this happened on New Year's. This
0: was live. Right. Yeah. Oh, live at midnight? I didn't, well, no, it wasn't that. I thought they were. there was a, a production snaff to be. where you heard the, them counting down, all right, we're going to be live in five, four, three, but I guess maybe they were trying to tie in the whole but New Bischoff, Year's
1: thing. Bischoff kind of played it yeah. off as that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. down well, to the New Year. And then we get some pyro to start the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and the announcers open the show and talk about Flair becoming champion and says that Flair is going to defend his belt tonight against the returning Hulk Hogan. Wow. I wish. That that's like I do. Whoa, suspended, it's suspended. Come back.
1: Immediately gets a title shot. How is that? How does that work? That does not help with morale. <laughs> no. Uh, not at all. But before you get started, uh, yeah. update on the Peacock Network, uh, WCW a series and specials, WCW Nitro, Season 2, the season premiere, Episode 1 is where we're at here. And also, I am uh, glad to be uh, back updating you on what Pepe is wearing and wearing Uncle an Uncle Sam outfit. Why? It made no sense. <laughs> For the new year. I don't know why. All right. An Uncle Sam outfit.
0: We're also told we're going to get Arn Anderson and Randy Savage uh, squaring off. And Sting and Luger will be in tag team action. And that Arn-Savage match is next. Um, Arn is out first. The announcers talk about Flair winning the title. Then Savage is out. Arn attacks Savage coming into the ring. And we're off to a hot start. Savage with a kick and a right hand. Savage throws Arn out to the floor. And attacks him. Arn into the steps. Bischoff congratulates the college teams for winning the bowls and uh, the smoking guns for winning the raw bowl or toilet bowl or whatever it is they have going on over there. And this right. is one of the only times I actually agree with Bischoff. The toilet bowl. That's what it was. <laughs> uh, Arn attacks Savage coming into the ring. Arn gets reversed, but Savage stops the sunset flip. Savage hits an atomic drop, but Arn ducks clothesline. Savage hits an axe handle for a two. Savage with a back elbow for two. Savage with a choke and arm pokes his eye, then hits an armbreaker on the arm. Arn is now working over the arm of Savage, as I think has been Savage's storyline in every match since October. Um Arn with a slam onto the arm. Savage rolls out to the floor. Savage sends Arn into the railing. Savage with an axe handle the Arn coming in. Arn with an arm lock takeover. Arn working over the arm. Arn untapping Savage's fist or untaping Savage's fists. Uh Anderson sends the arm into the post. Arm with a shot to the arm. Arn with an arm bar on Savage. Arn using the ropes. Savage fires back with a few rights until Arn grabs the hair. Savage tries to fire back. Arn with an axe handle. Savage gets the boots up, but Arn ducks and hits a DDT. He faked him out. Uh, got Savage bent over, hit him with a DVD DDT. Arm with a cover, but Savage gets his foot on the rope. Arn choking Savage with his boot. Savage pushes Arn into the ref. Um, Savage then grabs the arm object that Arn had in his tights. Hits Arn with it, puts it back in Arn's tights, and gets the win. And uh, Pillman and Benoit then come out to argue with the ref, and we get a replay of the finish, and that's it.
1: Well, right, I think that was uh, very uh, – you never really see someone cheat like that and yeah. then put back the evidence yep. in someone else's trunks.
0: I liked it. So, yeah, that was different. I, I just – it. I don't know. It felt – I don't know. It just felt meh, Like the ending just kind of was meh. I'm getting tired of Randy Savage. Every it, one of his match is I'm gonna get worked over for ten minutes working on my arm, and then I'm gonna win it at the win end. Win eventually. Yeah, it's like you can do that with like a diamond cutter or a stunner that kind of comes out of nowhere, like an RKO. The diving elbow doesn't come out of nowhere. You Not can't really. just come from behind. A and, setup. Yeah, win with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we then are told that up next Benoit will take on William Regal. Yes, please give me <laughs> this. Yep. Regal's out with Jeeves. A nice heel-heel matchup again. So, obviously, WCW was watching WWF and decided that they're going to do heel-heel, too. Yep, and we
1: get Where the Big Boys Play.
0: Uh, take your drink. Take your drink. Uh, tie up and Regal with a takeover and an arm lock. Regal with uh, an, with one as well, but Benoit keeps up. Regal with multiple headbutts, but Benoit with some headbutts of his own. Uh, Hank Aaron's then shown sitting in the crowd hammering Hank. Mm-hmm. They
1: say he knows where the big boys play. Take another drink. He's also say, on the technically another drink.
0: He's also on the lookout for Bill Watts, making sure he's <laughs> that's not. Right. There. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we gotta make sure. sure he's not backstage. Yep. yep. Uh Regal with an uppercut. Benoit with a slap. Regal comes back with a cravat into a takedown. Uh Benoit then gets out into an arm lock. Regal rolls through into a drop toe hold. Uh, some cross face shots. A rear naked choke. Uh Regal with an uppercut, make it two in the corner and a palm strike. Benoit misses a clothesline, but Regal misses one as well. Benoit hits a German suplex. Benoit with a chop and a forearm, but Regal counters with a headlock and a butterfly suplex for two. Regal with multiple pin attempts, but Benoit is up with a clothesline. Benoit gets Regal on the top rope, but Regal fights out of it. Benoit with an electric chair drop. Benoit is going up top, but he misses the diving headbutt. Regal with some headbutts of his own and a left hand. Uh, Regal and Benoit then do a standing tombstone switch. Benoit hits a tombstone. Regal goes out on the floor. Benoit goes for a dive out onto the floor, but Regal moves. Benoit lands hard on the floor. Regal then throws Benoit into the ring and covers him for the win. A weird ending. We get a replay of the finish, but I thought that ending was really weird.
1: Right, yeah. I said it was uh, very odd after that missed the dive is how Regal gets the pin. And Why does Regal get the win here? I guess it's to show... This dissension with the horsemen, but I I didn't like uh, Benoit losing.
0: It it made sense for what comes next, Mm -hmm. and that is me and Gene in the ring with the horsemen. Um, Uh, He said, Benoit had too much bubbly. Yep, Uh, Pillman says, what the hell are you guys thinking? Um, Pillman says that Benoit was handpicked to be a horseman. Um, Benoit says, the only way someone can beat me is sheer luck. Um, Pillman then does a nice promo. Um, basically saying, you know, Arn, how could you lose? via a horseman tactic and blah, blah, blah. And Arn says the horseman's job is to protect the world title and that Pillman needs to remember that. And Gene says they're out of time. And while he's saying that, the dungeon makes its way out, but the giant stops them all from attacking the horseman and he brings them all to the back. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> More heal, heal.
1: Yay. We're starting that Horseman versus Dungeon of Doom feud. Oh, (laughs) Goody-goody.
0: Awesome. We're then told that up next, Sting and Luger will take on the Super Assassins. Gee, I wonder what's going to happen in that match. And Saturday night, we're going to have the American Males versus Pillman and Arn, if they're even a tag team, and Luger versus Cobra.
1: All right.
0: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's nice to see Cobra face someone else though, besides Sergeant Craig Pittman, that's, so that's, that's nice. True.
2: That's true. Uh,
0: by the way, Super Assassins, if you did not know, are the Powers of Pain, Warlord, and Barbarian. They mm-hmm. come out with Colonel Parker. Luger's out without Jimmy Hart. Um, Craig Pittman joins commentary in the beginning of this match, and he wants to talk to Mongo, and he wants Mongo to man- manage him.
1: <laughs> Steve McMichaels. Stop. <laughs> trying to recruit everybody Who to be his manager. Thinks this
0: is a good idea,
1: right? You, it makes sense. What with Bobby, right? Because he's a manager before. But it, Mongo's never managed
0: anybody before. But he it, wants to manage him. You say that it doesn't make sense at all because it's Craig Pittman. Who gives yeah. a fuck? I know, I know, <laughs> I know.
1: And uh, they, they explained it on commentary with uh, Jimmy Hart not coming out with uh, Luger is that uh, he's a good man. He's a man of his word. They told him that Luger that he would stand down every time he teams with his friend Sting.
0: Okay. The good man part was, like, yeah. was with Bobby. Right. Explained that. I, exactly. But Jimmy why would Hart stands down. Why If I'm Luger, why would I hire someone that I can't use half the time? <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. That's a good point. Uh,
0: the assassins attack Luger. Luger tags out to Sting. This is while Pitman's talking to Mongo. Uh, yeah. Go away, Pitman. Sting ducks. It's an atomic drop, a clothesline. Uh, clothesline to one assassin out to the floor. I don't know the names of these assassins. They're the super assassins, but one and two. There's no differentiating between the two. So Hey,
1: super assassins. You take assassins off of it and you get my exact opinion of them. Super ass. Ah.
0: Yeah, I like that. Uh, assassins throw Sting to the floor, and then the other one presses Sting on the railing. Uh, assassins with a gut wrench into a backbreaker hold over his shoulder. Um, one of the assassins with a clothesline. The other assassin tags in and gets a double shoulder block for two. Another tag, club to the back. Assassins with a headlock. The other one distracts the ref. The ref missed the tag. Double team by the assassins. Cover for two. Assassin with a power bomb. Assassin up top, but he misses the splash. Sting then tags in Luger. Luger goes after the assassin. Close line in the corner by Luger, but a thumb in the eye. The two assassins run into each other. Luger puts the rack on one, while the deathlocks on the other one. And Luger and Stingwin.
1: The crowd popped for it, though the rack and they the, love the rack. The rack and then the Scorpion Deathlock. This they they both they they liked it when they both got him on, especially the rack.
0: I. Did not enjoy this. Waste of no. time.
1: No, the s- super ass kind of dominated the match, and Luger and Sting ended up picking up the win at the
0: end. Yep, yep. I'm not a fan of a majority of this. This week was not a great week. Be sure to stick around. We'll tell you which week won, which uh, which show won the week. Uh, mean Gene in the aisle. Uh, Jimmy Hart's out with a giant heart promo saying... Keep your enemies close to you. Uh, Jimmy Hart says that he's always switching gears. Giant promo on Hogan. And we get a video of Hogan attacking Giant with a chair. And Giant with an awful promo. Mm -hmm. And Mean Gene calls him uh, Andre's son again. He did when he came out. Stop it. Stop this. Stop (laughs) Stop calling him that. We're told up next we're going to get Flair versus Hogan for the title. Mm -hmm. Goody goody. Slim Jim ad before that, and then we are told Clash of the Champions will be Tuesday, January 23rd. WCW quit running shows on Tuesday. That's weird days to run shows, but I guess you have to. Mm-hmm. Flair is out in his tan and gold robe and a Band-Aid over his forehead because of his cut. Uh, champion out first. Are you a fan of the champion out first, or would you rather the no, champion No, it's disrespectful. Out yep. I agree. Disrespectful to the champion. Especially the nature boy. Mm-hmm. Like, he should come out right. second. Yep. But I guess you can't have Hogan run out quickly to the ring and rip his shirt and pose and all that. And, of course, right before Hogan fights, we get a break. So you can call up your friends and say, Hulk Hogan's in the ring. Yep,
1: Hogan and Flair are in the ring. They're going to fight. Switch over
0: from Raw <laughs> Bowl.
1: Forget <laughs> about that, dude. Hogan and Flair fighting.
0: Forget about that, that Hunter Hearst Helmsley versus Henry Gowen hog pen match. Yeah. Flair and yeah, Hogan dude. are fighting. Yes. Uh, Flair and Hogan are both wearing red knee pads and yellow boots. That is weird. Yep, I don't I mean, like it. Nope. Um, Hogan with a few shoulder blocks. Flair with a side headlock. Hogan with a big shoulder block to Flair. Hogan with a knuckle lock on Flair. Flair with a chop in the corner. Right hand. Flair with another chop. Another right. Flair with a weird roll through. Um, Yeah, what was that? I don't know. Uh, But he comes back (laughs) with another chop, but Hogan's now firing back. Hogan with a kick. A few rights in the corner. Flair hits a back elbow. Flair up top, but Hogan throws Flair off the top. Hogan with a clothesline and another that sends Flair out to the floor. Flair into the railing. Flair with a thumb to the eye. Flair sends Hogan into the railing, but Hogan comes back with a clothesline back in the ring, and Hogan with an eye rake sends Flair up and over and hits a clothesline on the apron. Flair with a chop block from behind. Flair with a knee drop to Hogan's knee. Uh, Flair now targeting Hogan's knee. Flair sits on the knee. Flair with a figure four in the middle of the ring. Hogan tries to overturn it, and he does. Jimmy Hart, that, excuse me, runs out. Great. Why is he with the Horseman?
1: He wants to be surrounded by winners.
0: Hogan now goes after Jimmy Hart and Flair with another shot to the leg. Flair with a headlock and a punch. Flair with a big suplex. Flair goes for a pin, but oh, Hogan starts hulking up. Flair with a few rights. He probably shouldn't do that while Hogan's hulking up. Hogan starts running wild. Flair with a chop. Hogan with the finger point. Um, Big boot, leg drop, but Hogan hits Jimmy Hart. Arn then comes in the ring, hits Hogan, uh, but Hogan gets back up. Of course he no-sells Of course he does. Uh, Hogan now gets the object that Iron had, had, and Hogan starts fighting all the horsemen. But the ref calls for the bell. The giant comes out with a stool, but Savage stops him. Savage and Hogan then clear the ring. Giant starts taking apart a table. The Zodiac comes out, and he says no to the giant and no. hurt,
2: hurt, no, hurt, 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 hurt.
1: no, and, hurt.
0: And the announcers try to put over that they thought he said friend. Now this is a big development right. because Zodiac had only said yes and no. So the fact that he's saying friend and hurt, mm-hmm. uh, a.k.a. get ready for the Zodiac to no longer be there. <laughs> All right. But he's going to become a face. Mm-hmm. And he's going to become something worse than the Zodiac. Worse. Oh, yeah. Worse. Do you not know what he becomes? Yeah. Okay. All right, good. I was going to say. Yes. Travis. <laughs> yes, I know. Okay. <laughs> Hogan loses by DQ, but because it's Hogan, he still has to pose. And we go to break, and we come back. And Hogan and Savage are in the ring with me and Gene. He says this is wilder than his New Year's Eve party last night. Okay, Gene, you're an alco. All righty. <laughs> uh, Hogan says that him and Macho's businesses have combined. Um, yep, his
1: my business is becoming his business, and my and my business is becoming his business. You're all
0: in the business. Shut <laughs> right, up. yeah. Uh,
1: Hogan, and, man... The crowd really starting to file out
0: here. Yeah, they do.
1: A lot of empty seats right now yep. for this Hogan promo that yeah. they don't want to stick around for.
0: Uh, Hogan says that he wants Flare and Arn versus Savage and Hogan. Savage says they have unfinished business with Arn and Flare and they have to trip the lights fantastic. And they have a secret weapon. Yeah. Uh, it's almost like Flair watched Starcade and heard Dusty say, Trip the lights, Fandango. And he's like, Trip the
1: Trip
2: lights. Trip the
0: lights, fantastic.
2: <laughs> I know
0: why he's here.
1: Fantastic. does <laughs> that even mean? <laughs> and
0: that they have a secret weapon. Yep. Uh, Hogan calls a giant, of course, a big, nasty, stinky giant. Of course. he can't. And then Hogan says that they will go to Infinity and Beyond. Mm. These two went to the movie theater together to see Toy Story.
1: <laughs> Infinity and Beyond, forever <laughs> and a day. They
0: took Nick and Brooke to go see... Go see Toy Story, and now they're just stuck with Woody and Buzz references. Right, yep. Hogan then calls the four horsemen the four blind mice, and Gene throws to the announcers. And the announcers, as they do every week, end the show and talk that next week Hogan and Savage take on Flair and Arn. And that that does it. That's it. That's it. That's all we got. That's it for Nitro. Travis, I didn't ask you this. Do you have a money segment of the week? What was your best segment of the week? Oh, uh, the money segments. Oh, I don't know if I, I can. I was going to
1: say, I can't really pick one.
0: I mean, I Nothing guess really if I had money. to pick something, that Cactus Jack promo on ECW, oh, yeah. I would say right. that's probably your money segment of the week. Mm. If, if I'm telling you to go out and search for something, mm. maybe the Eddie Otani match. Yeah. That was a, a decent match. Right. So if you're looking for something to want to watch on the Peacock Network, go uh, go mm-hmm. do it there. Go check out one of those two things. But now it's time to decide which <laughs> which show won the week. Alright, time to decide which show won the week. Nitro is on a bit of a winning streak. You and me were split on the November 27th shows. November 20th was the last time we both picked raw since then raw has or Nitro's won four straight Travis does the streak end do you think raw was a better show than Nitro no <laughs>
1: no I I, don't.
0: I I couldn't say that without laughing because it's ridiculous to even yeah. for a second contemplate the fact that Nitro could have lost to that piece of junk raw yep. show yep Yep,
1: all the, all the forced football references were just
0: nauseating. All of it was nauseating. Ugh, the, yeah. the raw bowl and the total nothingness that that was.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The fact that you're going to throw on a pay-per-view match in its entirety. In its
1: entirety, right.
0: The two-second diesel match. Right. The billionaire Ted. Yep. The halftime show. Mm-hmm. All of it just... All of it was awful.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, I agree. And Nitro wasn't great, right? Yeah, yeah. There was really the Pillman promo was pretty good on mm-hmm. Nitro. I liked that. The Arn Savage match, except for the fact I'm getting tired of Savage following the same formula every single. Oh well, yeah, you
1: you hate it more than I do. I don't
0: mind it. Uh, Regal Benoit was good till the ending. The yeah, ending the just re- kind of was yeah, flat. The ending was bad, but other than that, there's really—I mean—Flair
1: Hogan name alone, even though the match wasn't particularly great, but yeah, it was not really nothing.
0: You know what to expect out of it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that is uh, that is your your weekend review. It That's was it. it was really a crappy week.
1: What a comeback!
0: Ending the show on ending ending the year on a <laughs> on an awfulness.
1: What a comeback! What a
0: comeback! Do you want to know what we have to look forward to next week?
1: What's going on next? All right,
0: week? next week in ECW land, we're gonna have uh, Mikey Whipper taking on Two Cold Scorpio, mm-hmm. and uh, the Public Enemy will be taking on a mystery team. They were supposed to take on the Heavenly Bodies, but uh, that team's no longer together, so they're taking on a mystery team. So get mm. ready. For that, over in Rawland, Land, we got Jeff Jarrett and Hakushi. Ahmed Johnson will be in action, as well as Gold Dust taking on Aldo Montoya. Oh, boy.
1: Oh, man. Plus
0: the rematch of, or the, the, the reviewing replay. of that world title match. Yep. So, yay. Nope. Now Yay. looking forward to that. And then over in WCW, we have uh, Chris Benoit taking on Alex Wright, Eddie Guerrero versus Lord Steven Regal, Sting versus DDP, and Hogan and Savage versus Flair and Arn Anderson. Hmm. I like I like that show much better.
1: Well, yeah, in Nitro, really doesn't they maybe build up one match mm-hmm. on the previous Nitro, but they don't ever really. I guess it's because, you know, it's live. Right, right. It's live. We don't know what the card is going to be until we get there. Yep. And Raw already does. So.
0: Yep. So that's what we have to look forward to on uh, next week's edition of the Two Fans Review Wrestling Podcast. Travis, do you have any words of wisdom to leave us out on?
1: Words of wisdom. I think we all can uh, learn from Cactus Jack and be uh, a hardcore parent.
0: I am a hardcore parent every day. Yeah. Every day. Every day. day. I just
2: earlier this week
0: dropped my son off at uh, preschool, and as I was leaving, the people chanted, "He's hardcore." He's hardcore. He's hardcore. Bang bang, bang bang.
1: Probably shouldn't do that. No, not
0: not nowadays. But all right, I believe that will do it for this week's edition of the Two Fans Review Wrestling Podcast. For Travis Sparks, Merrick Fry, we'll be back next week. Go back and watch some old school wrestling on the Peacock Network, where you can find all of these shows. And don't forget to. Like, rate, and review us over in your favorite podcast listening app, whatever it may be. You can find us there, subscribe, rate, and review. You can put anything you want to in those reviews, and we will read them on the show, uh, just as long as they're positive. Uh, Yeah, give us five stars as well. Don't forget to like us over on Facebook at Two Fans Review Wrestling. Send us an email if you have a question, a comment, or maybe you're watching along with us and want to share your thoughts on what you're seeing in 1996 and I'm telling you, we got some good stuff coming up. So if you're not already on the train watching, you're going to fall behind. So make sure you do that. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at 2 Fans review. W1 as well. I think that does it for this week. Travis, would you agree?
1: Yep, that does it. It was great to be back, man.
0: Great to be back. Great to be back in this format, and we look Mm -hmm. forward to coming back to you next week. New episodes scheduled to drop every Tuesday, so make sure you subscribe, rate, and review so you don't have to go and search for them manually. They will automatically download to your listening device. That does it for for this week on the Two Fans Review Wrestling Podcast. We'll be back next week with your Raw, your Nitro, your Superstars, your Saturday Night, and your ECW. Until then, watch some wrestling. Take care. Spike your hair. Woo woo woo. You know it.